Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, or as many of you now know him as Mad Dog Manny Aurora, when he stops into the Golden Scissors studio, he is the best when it comes to criminal law. If you got any troubles and you need somebody, reach out to the Aurora Law Firm. The AuroraLawFirm.com, all right? Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Now, if you got a question for Manny when he pops into the Golden Scissor Studio, you can call our hotline at 404-369-3825 or shoot us a message from our website, podcastthebs.com. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the Square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc., Offering virtual sessions. If you can't get to the Georgia stops, the website, markwelltherapy.com. Again, markwelltherapy.com. Fall is right around the corner, and the leaves will begin to, well, fall. Nobody likes the hassle of cleaning out those gutters. That's where Inspect All Pest Services comes in. They do gutter cleaning, gutter toppers to keep those gutters clean year-round, and full gutter replacement. In addition to gutters, they also do pressure washing to keep your house and driveway looking brand new. Inspect All Pest Services. Call them today, 770-483-2420. 770-483-2420. Mention the BS, receive 10% off your gutter or pressure washing needs. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. All right, there it is. The BS, episode 110. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissor Studio. All brought to you by Gorenstein and Watkins. GWtrial.com. <laughs> GW. GWtrial.com. Trial litigation attorneys, personal injury, wrongful death, contracts, transactions. You got a dispute with your landlord or a tenant. They need to give Gorenstein and Watkins a buzz. 470-491-0808. There in his high school bedroom in Iowa. It's the Nader Tater Vader Masturbator. Traveling the globe once again. Every time I see you and you're in a different location, you look like you're on the set of a sitcom. <laughs> I am. Yeah. My life is a sitcom. Does this bedroom look like a sitcom like set? It does, actually. In a little bit. The coloring, the scheming of it. Yeah. Oh, look at that. What's in the wonder what's, bunches. wonder what's in the green bag in the back. <laughs> Bet you that's where he puts his dope. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Good call, Bailey. Uh, the B-Man, Thrasher Services, Brandon Thrasher. They're in Newton, Georgia in the Zelensky Studios. Hello there, Brandon. What up? What up? Getting that studio looking better every time. 
I don't know exactly what you're doing, but you're doing something. I'm very proud of you for whatever it is that you're doing. The uh, sexy, that's what the hat says, extremely talented, way cool fingernails that will literally poke your eyes out. The vivacious Nikki D. Good morning. Top badge. Top badge. Yeah, that's what she is. That's she makes what I am. She makes money off of her uh, <laughs> cyber badges. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> that's the noise that she makes when she gets it, too. Yeah. Okay, so did uh, everybody vote this week? Big big midterm? Mm-hmm. midterm? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so did, you had to go back to Iowa. I'm here. Yeah, so, I mean, you didn't do a mail-in or whatever it is that they do? Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, I knew I'd be here at this time, so, yeah, we did it in person. Okay, so you can do that, even though you've your address is in Iowa now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. so you're an Iowan, I, I, Iowanian voter. That's what you are. And, and B-Man goes to the Noonan Local voting precinct, which I'm sure. Is yeah, little complex. It's a big old uh, gym, gymnasium, that is. Real safe there in the noon. I'm sure they're counting their votes there. <laughs> First, they got to learn how to count, and then, <laughs> then they count the votes. Yeah, we're bringing in somebody from the big city that knows math. We're going to bring them in. <laughs> we can't get above a 1,000. <laughs> yeah, I, I get so confused if it gets over four digits. <laughs> Only let in 999 people, please. <laughs> it's always funny, you know, when I voted in a big gymnasium, like the, the one in uh, by my house, uh, is, 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 I, I think it's like a, a church, but it's a, the, the, like a school maybe is in the church. Good gymnasium. And they're daisy chaining the extension cords in the middle of the floor that, and, and if you, if you follow them because you're in line long enough, you can, you follow them, the extension cord, literally, if you were to unplug that one extension cord, that's in the middle of the floor, that's not taped down, all the machines turn off. It's like, who's the idiot that put this together? Nikki, you voted? Yes. Yes. What kind of precinct do you have? Uh, I have to vote at a school. You have to vote at a school. Yes, I do. And they're very nice. They give me snacks and everything. That's very nice. That's Mm -hmm. very nice. Uh, I decided to sit this one out, which goes against everything I believe in. But I just don't know how I feel about voting anymore. I I just don't. I know that's so unpatriotic and... You know, I've always said for years, too many people have given up way too much for our opportunity to vote and this and this and that. Uh, I just I just don't know if whatever choice that I would make, I, I, I can't make a choice. Like if you're shopping for a house or you're shopping for a car, you're just not going to buy one that you're not going to settle. Like You're not going to buy a house because you're like, you know what? It's nowhere near as big as what we need, but I really dig the doorknob. Right, you're, you're not gonna, you're not, you're not gonna do that. You're gonna wait until you find the house that's got everything you want. Same with the car, right? You're like, eh, the car, you know, I've got the money to spend. It's just, I don't, I don't necessarily want a bright yellow, you know, car. It's just, so you're gonna. I just don't like anybody. I don't trust anyone. Well, here's the thing. If you choose not to vote, then don't complain about anything that happens afterwards. That's all I say. Yeah, but see, that's the great thing about our country is that you can. Um, so that's, the, you know, you, you can you can have your cake and eat it, too, which is great. You know, people are going to be less interested if they know you didn't vote, though, about you complaining. But I can lie. I'll say I did vote. But you just told everybody <laughs> you didn't vote and it's recorded. But I'll say I lied then. <laughs> oh, my <gosh. laughs> But with your house example, that would be like... 
you are getting a house bought for you regardless. It's going to happen. Don't you want to have some say in the house that you're going to have to live in? That's a really good way to look at it. Yeah, you are correct. That's a very good way to look at it. Um, if I if I would have thought about that yesterday, I might have changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> you could have write in. You could just wrote yourself in. But you know, you know who was really excited to vote state? My mother. My mother is, and I didn't know this. Again, been estranged from her for 17 years. We never really talked politics, and I, I never knew what. She is a Trump lover. She's got that man's face on the side of her truck. She's got a flag, uh, Trump 2024, in the back of her house that flies. <laughs> I mean, she is all in. And I'm afraid to ask anything, right? And she brought it up to me on why she hates Biden so much is because Biden is, uh, is, 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 is for abortions, which she is, that's her big kicker. So that's her platform is like, she's, she's a Republican. Republicans are, you know, uh, against abortions, right? I mean, it's, it's the cut and dry. If you're a Republican, you're pro-life as they call it. And if you're a Democrat, you're pro-choice. Okay. So that that's the divide that we have. And Biden she's 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 written off the pope as well. This last pope. Biden took communion with the pope after he said that he was pro-choice. So she's like, "Fuck you. I'm all about Trump." And it's like just like one incident. That's all she's ever brought up to me. And she was so excited to go and vote. Um and this is the week that we had uh scheduled finally to get her uh, the renovations in her house done. You know, our listener, Kevin Simpson, did such a solid for me. And while he was down there helping with hurricane relief with his company, he's, uh, he's a contractor. He made the five-hour trip over to see my mother to do a lot of things around, around her house that he did not have to do. He did that because he's a very nice, good-hearted, sweet gentleman. And I'll forever be in his debt. Uh, but there, he had to get back to work. He didn't have time to finish all of it, which is totally understandable. It was a bigger job than what I even knew. And so I have, I had to bring somebody else in. So I got a recommendation from somebody, I, I, an old uh, Buckethead fan of mine down there. And so I've got this guy coming out and I was like, uh, he, he, he can come out on Monday, this past Monday. And she was like, no, I got to go to, uh, she's got this big doctor's appointment. This is the, the health stuff that, you mm-hmm. know, got us back together and stuff. And I was like, okay. And so the, the she was like, you can come on Tuesday, but he has to come. At, I'm voting at 7 a.m. So he has to come after. <laughs> like She was like, I can't wait. She is so excited. She posted on Facebook, I'm going to vote. You know, she's just like so stoked about it. And then she was pissed off because the insurance sends a car to take her to this appointment. Uh, I guess it's a big appointment where you need a ride, but she didn't know when to take her. So they right. send a car and. The car was late, which made her late for the appointment. So they canceled the appointment and she's pissed off. So she at 76 goes on a Facebook and complains. And then she finishes the complaint with, I will never get in a car with someone that doesn't speak English ever again. I'm like, mom, you can't say that. Oh my God. Who are you? (laughs) What have you become? I was like, that's why I'm not, we're not friends. I can't friend you on Facebook. I cannot have that. You know, I get it. I understand what you're probably trying to say. And yes, that's fine to say it to me or to somebody else, but you can't post it on social media. It's like, you just can't, you know, because the guy that's coming to her house barely speaks English. I'm like, and he called me right after she posted it. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, And it was just about something else. Thank God. You know. Oh, good. (laughs) Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Uh, So, yeah. So, I'm I'm just sitting this one out. I just, you know, I mean, 
I, I, I don't think it's a shocker what's going to happen. I think so, so many people are like, we're never, th- th- this is the problem moving forward, I think, is that it's going to take a special someone, a really special someone. And there's nobody that I know right now that that's special someone that's going to turn this country around to make us all one again. It's it just, it's going to take something. Uh, and it starts with a really good leader. We just have not had a good leader in a very long time, uh, it, in my opinion. And so, you know, we see, you know, what's happening now with the country. People aren't happy. So everything is going to shift to the right. There's just, that's what I think is going to happen. And then people are not going to be happy about that. And you're going to have to wait another four years and it's going to shift back to the left. You know, during the, you know, I, I, I hope Biden doesn't run again. I, I don't think you should be president if you're over fucking 65 years old. I think that's ridiculous. We're supposed to retire at 65. That's what we're always told, right? Social security kick. If you're receiving social security, you should not be president of the United States. That's absurd. Yeah. You know, nobody over the age of 65. You just are too fucking old, man. You know, it's it, call it ageism. Call it what you want. I call it fucking fact. You know, that's why you're supposed to retire at 65-ish. So you can enjoy life, your golden years. Not to be the most powerful man in the country. That's ridiculous. You know, yeah. it goes for Trump. Well, that guy's be- no younger, you know, or he's maybe a year younger, but still old as shit. Yeah, you should be like kind of in the working environment so you can relate more. I mean, I know you had worked in the past, but if if you were retired 20 years ago or something or 10 years ago, uh, you're, you're not really up on how it is to be in, in the working class. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think that uh, the governor of Florida, if he does decide to run for president, he's going to win. You know, if the Santos, he's, 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 he's got himself, a, he's, he's like the Trump light, but just the cooler version, you know, and it's, and a lot of it's about the look, you know, Democrats have been riding that wave for a very long time. It was always historically Democrats are better looking than Republican candidates, you know, JFK kind of set the bar for that. You know, I mean, we we only know about JFK through history books and, and all that good stuff. And we think he was this great man. But the guy was a, an adulterer. He was a womanizer, you know, but he was good looking and he, he had the gift of gab. Uh, Ronald Reagan, not the best looking cat, but he once was because he was an actor, but he had the gift of gab. He was, the, as they call him, the great communicator. You know, so it's DeSantis has got that. He's got the gift of gab and he's a good looking guy. He's got a hot wife, you know, he kind of practices what he preaches. He, he's not dumb by no stretch, but he does say and do things that, of course, the left, are, you know, fear, you know, he's he is a die. He is a die hard right wing evangelical Christian dude, you know, and that's what gets you elected is the watch God forbid on Hulu. Watch that show and you will see if you have an evangelical leader back your play historically, they will get you elected. Because out of everything in politics, what people want is to know that you believe in God and what they believe what God believes, right? So if they believe God believes in pro-life, which many do, if you're for pro-life, you're going to get that evangelical Christian side of things. It's just how it is, you know? Mm. What? I mean, I see your point. I know you don't agree with everything I just said. I don't agree with everything. But you don't know said, what you disagree I with. I don't talk politics. I just vote. I just asked you about the, the voting, you know. Oh, here's vote. so here's the other thing that's funny. Um is uh so I, I went to the Apple store, 
I got to I got to upgrade a, a computer. And I go there and I, there's this nice gay guy and he was without a doubt the best and I know he's gay cuz he there's more to the story and he told me he was gay as so I'm just not assuming. <laughs> but you could assume and you'd be correct. But he was the best customer service, most helpful, most polite, most pleasant human being that I've been around in in a very, very long time. I'll never forget this guy. So he was helpful with the computer. We ended up getting the computer and it was, you know, I got to wait for it to come in and and blah, blah, blah. So it's it's a thing. And uh, somehow we got on working for Apple. And he says he used to run, he used to run a Chick-fil-A and I wanted to make the joke. I was like, what, until they found out you're gay. And, and, and oh. but, but, but I did not. And, and he goes, and he goes, but I'm, I, you know, and it was a, a great job and that's a great company to work for. He goes, but Apple's even better. And I said, why is that? And he said, because Apple, he and his boyfriend, our guests are trying to adopt and Apple gives you money like up to fifty thousand dollars if you adopt a child wow they'll give you i think over six figures if you're a couple trying for in vitro what yeah they're very supportive of their employees that are having kids and so i'm telling this story (laughs) to this you know all the guys i play tennis with are older and, and I'm surrounded by, for the most part, very conservative people. And so I'm telling this story to one of these guys I'm playing tennis with. And this will, by the way, I'll come back to the, to the, the, the pro-life, pro-choice thing. And, 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 and I tell a story and he goes, he, he, the, the, way he, the way he answers is like he doesn't care, but he does care. But he goes, he goes well, it's good to finally see a company that, uh, that, that, that cares about life. And I said, well, I'm sure a lot of them do. I was like, but, you know, it's, it's, it's very cool that Apple, I was just telling the story. I, I wasn't trying to get deep. I just thought it was a cool story, this, you know, gay guy. And he's, you know, trying to have a kid and the, the company's going to help him out and stuff. And he goes, well, there's just too much of this, you know, killing, killing babies going around. You know, thank God we're hopefully on our way to, to, to get rid of that to fully. And I said, I go, oh, okay. I go, you know, I didn't want to get in a debate with them because who am I to, you know, sit there and argue with you. And I said, so just out of curiosity, you know, obviously you're a pro, pro-life pro guy. He goes, yeah. And I said, so do you also support government assistance for those with kids? And he goes, no. Why should we give them money for their kids? I said, okay. I go, okay, well, I'm now really confused because if, yes, there are people that have kids that should not have kids. There's no doubt about that. There are ki- people that keep kids because they had sex. And not everybody's perfect, right? You, you're, you're, there's going to be oopsie-daisies. There's going to be things called rapes. There's going to be molestations. There's going to be all these things that take place. So if you go and you ride the wave of the pro-life, uh, you're going to have those kids. Well, if you're in a lot of those situations, most likely you're not financially prepared or ready to take care of said child, right? So that's when the government steps in. So if you're against that, but you're against pro-life, that's kind of hypocritical. It's very hypocritical. It's extremely hypocritical. (laughs) And I bet you he had no answer for you. No, he did not. I know he did. He did not. So I said, you know, I go, that's where it gets a little complicated, doesn't it? You know, (laughs) when somebody throws a curveball at you like that and he goes, oh, what you're for killing, killing kids. 
I said, no, I'm not for killing kids. I go, I go, I haven't, I haven't said what I'm for or what I'm not for, to be honest with you. I was like, I'd love to see as many babies born on this earth, but I'd hate to see a woman forced against her will to have to have a child after being raped by a guy. If scientifically and medically, it's not a baby yet. You know, I mean, it's like, we just have to have guide guidelines and rules. And uh, if, if the science community says a baby's not a baby until it's a baby, then I think you should have the choice to do what you want with the baby up until then. But after that, absolutely not. Then it's a baby. You should not be killing the baby. So uh, that's my point of view. But it was funny that he, so like, you know, if people would ask me, are you pro-life or pro-choice? I'm, 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 I'm pro, I'm pro both with restrictions. Like it's not as simple as just taking one side or the other. That's where I think we get it all twisted is like, you know, it's the gun law. I'm very much pro-gun, very much pro-gun. But I think there has to be some better regulations behind it, right? Same with the kid thing. You know, I'm very much pro-life, but if a woman is in a situation and you're forcing her to do something against her will, you know, and especially the right historically, you know, their whole thing is not having the government step in. That's exactly what they're doing is they're having the government step in into your life. And you don't want that. So everybody's a fucking hypocrite, both yeah. sides, everybody fucking hypocrites. Everybody's a hypocrite. It, you, you only believe in what you want to believe in until it happens to you. That's how it is. And then they change their tune and then they change their tune, you know? So in conclusion, we're just fucked altogether. Yeah. It's, it's just, <laughs> well, that's why there, I don't feel like there's ever going to be anybody that's going to bring everyone together because everyone is like the issues you were talking about, that it's it's black and white to them. There's no gray. They go one extreme to the other. Um, but that that's the problem with everybody now is it, it, it's your you won't you don't want to compromise with anything. It's my way or nothing. And fuck you if it's not what I think. And that's what I think we maybe used to have um, people a little give and take. But even in like Congress, those people they they don't want to have you know you, you know we'll we'll do this if you do this and we can kind of come to an agreement in the middle everybody just fights tooth and nail to be on their side and and not have to change i wish people would stop putting trust in politicians <clears throat> and more trust in your brothers and sisters your neighbors i w- i wish that we as a people would understand each other and accept each other and what we believe in and what you believe in Versus having to follow leaders with an ulterior motive, an agenda. And, you know, you, you, you made a point, and, and I've always said the same thing, Nate, is that you pick something that you like from a candidate and you kind of roll with that and, and that's, your, that's your platform. You're like, I voted for them here. Well, my mindset has changed on that being that, okay, that's great. You can do that. But they also could stand for something that you're totally against. So... What's the lesser of two evils? And would you be okay with when that thing that you're totally against comes to fruition, happens, say, yeah, I supported that candidate, but it was for a different reason. See what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I I, I just, I I find myself not caring, not one. I'm just going to sit back and and watch it, watch it play out because I don't, I, I I don't want to have to have the conversation of who I voted for. And I don't want to have to sit there and defend who I voted for, you know, but I have no problem ripping every single motherfucker. That's a uh, politician. <laughs> I really, I really do, you know, and also, by the way, if, if you're voting, right. 
And and you should be proud of who you vote for, right? If if you are really into it and and you really believe in that person, you should be proud. And you shouldn't give a damn what anybody else says. But if you do care what somebody else says, don't ask them any questions. Right? Don't have the conversation. If you're not sure, don't ask. If you don't know the answer that you're going to get, and if you if there's a possibility the answer you're going to get is not the answer you're looking for, don't even bring it up. Case in point, another buddy of mine, older guy, talking about voting. And he goes, uh, this was before uh, Tuesday. And he goes, uh, he brings up Herschel Walker. And here in the state of Georgia, Herschel Walker's, was he running for Senate or something like that against the uh, Warnock dude? You know, now, I don't like either one of them. But I will tell you this, you're a fucking idiot if you vote for Herschel Walker. Like, I mean, that guy shouldn't even be a politician. I mean, that's absurd. It's almost <laughs> a Saturday Night Live, uh, Saturday Night Live skit. At least Warnock, you go, okay, this guy's sly. Like, he's he's a politician. I can see him lying to me like that. That's pretty sly because he's a po- Herschel Walker's just a dumb dumb. Like, he's just an idiot. Like, he's a dumb jock that has got no political background. He's got no idea what he would fucking do in that position. He's been hit in the head a million different times. Now, whether all these allegations of the domestic violence are true or not, I don't know. I'll leave that out of the conversation. I'm just talking about listening to the guy speak. You've got to be a I mean, an absolute, and that's the problem. People party vote. But you're, you know, the, the Republican Party put that guy in there. Like, they made that guy the guy. Like, that's, talk about, like, reaching at the bottom of the barrel, you know, and it's because in the state of Georgia, people can't get over the whole, oh, UGA, they the Bulldog win that championship. Well, thank God they won last year, so we can move on from that. But it's like you just can't let you're voting for a guy that was a college standout athlete. That's what you're voting for. You know, and everybody's excited. I mean, it goes around to the sports stations and they have them on because they have to. You know, but there's an ulterior motive. There's an agenda. But that guy's a dummy, man. I mean, Jesus. But this guy's like the guy I was talking about. He asked me about him. And I said just what I said to you. He's like, well, the other guy's not much better. <laughs> I'm like, maybe, but you asked me about him. So let's stay on point. Let's stay on Let's stay on conversation. You asked me about him. Yeah, but, to, you know, it's always wants to, I was like, don't ask the fucking question unless you, like, if you would have asked me about the other guy, I would have said very similar things. But you did not ask me to compare. You know, that's how you get people is to stay on point. So anyway, but if you did vote, good for you. I hope you voted, uh, you know, you felt good about it. Got your sticker and got your candidate. You know, no, no, no hate here. I'm proud of you guys. Thank good. you. I'm just sitting, I'm just sitting this one out. That's all. That's okay, all. That's so, so just want to be honest with everybody. Just sitting it out. So when we have the conversations, you can say what Nikki said. Um, um, be honest and stay honest. Be honest and stay honest. Absolutely. So Brandon, what did you do? On your podcast <laughs> that upset women that listen to yeah, They're in a frenzy. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not hear. I have clips that were sent to me. I've not listened to them yet. Should I play them first or do you want to explain first? Uh, you can probably play them. Go ahead and play them because they, they pretty much explain themselves. Okay. So anyway, just to understand, the women are mad because you sound like a chauvinistic pig, right? That's the uh, I think what it boils down to is I said men and women are not equal and they never will be. Okay, men and women are not equal and they never will be. 
Yeah, and then uh, I think they're probably mad at August for saying uh, you can go out and make your own money. Okay, you can go out and make your the clips. Money. Without hearing the clip, I don't know if I would say that without context. <laughs> you know, like if like I I would have that debate with men and women, like with football. You know, women want to play professional football. It's just not possible. We're we're just built differently. I mean, you could yeah. po- possibly be a kicker. So. In that context, yes. Same thing with men not being able to do things that women can do. Um, it's just we're not built the same way. Uh, exactly. But if you do a blanket statement that they're not equal overall, I think that's where it's going to get you in trouble. I mean, it's a fact, though. I mean, we're not equal. I mean, there's no problem with not being equal. Like Men do better things or do some things better, and women do some things better at other things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like we can't clearly men can't have a baby. So does that make us, you know, we're not equal. Nikki, how you feeling about this so far? Uh, I can understand why people probably are pissed off with the, the context of what it is that you said on your podcast. I still kind of want to hear the, the clips. Uh, I'm not saying that what you're saying is not correct. It is um, from what I read on the post. Uh, it made it seem like it was talking about pay and men and women are not paid equally, and you are right. We may never be, but it's a fight, and it's a battle that that women are continuously fighting, but we aren't equally paid, and that is accurate. Now, I don't know how you said it, though, so. Yeah, we're clearly not equal. I don't don't know why everyone's pushing to be equal when we just can't be equal. I think that the equality thing everyone's pushing for is, like, either representation or pay, but at the same time, like, nothing's really stopping you from either making your own money or. That's true. That's so true. Like, you see what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh, dude, if you you want to make money like nothing is stopping you. nothing is stopping it, you but yourself yeah i would say it's well i guess it depends on what you're doing but i'd say for the most part it's probably easier for a woman to make money yeah especially with online presence now oh yeah i mean you don't even got to get naked or do only no no, no no you no, can no, literally no. sit in front of a camera on stream and talk about some nice clothes and then, whatever yeah just sit there and talk <laughs> are you talking about me brandon <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, when I was talking about it, I wasn't thinking about you, but now I kind of am. Like, Nikki's a great example of this. I mean, she's a streamer, and she makes great money doing it. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for women out there now when it comes to, you know, streaming and stuff like that. All right, first off, it's recorded way too low. You, you, you've, got, you've got to either turn I mean, like, I had that thing cranked up, and it's still barely hitting the yellow. So you guys got to work on your mixing a little bit. Who's the other guy in that? That's Josh. Oh, like I'm supposed to know who fucking Josh is. Who's Josh? But you not listening to our show? <laughs> no, I don't. Who's Josh? <laughs> it's our buddy that we just br- uh, bring on as a third voice in there. So I'm still trying to figure out what the context is. I see. Like, what, what, how did you start this conversation? They, uh, they we were, were talking about a TikToker that has been... Um, Andrew Tate, yeah. Yeah, for, like, misogynistic comments yeah, and, I know and different things like that. Yeah. Okay, so what, what was your point was that what... Uh, I was, well, we were talking about Andrew Tate and then someone said he was misogynistic and I was like, well, why do you think he's misogynistic? And then, uh, August doesn't really know him. So I brought up a quote or not a direct quote, but something he said, where it's kind of like men are better at X and women are better at Y. And uh, why is there a problem with that? Yeah. I think there's more to him than that though. There's numerous things that the guy said that, I mean, it's part of his gimmick. I mean, like he's not an idiot. I think he does that on purpose in order to get attention. He's been booted, right? I think he's been booted off. 
Yeah, but I mean, there's people just keep reposting his clips. Like he doesn't have any social media, but he's all <clears throat> over social media. Right. He he made a big deal, but that's like his gimmick is to be misogynistic. You know, that's his no, thing. Not at all. What's his gimmick then? He's not misogynistic. Misogynistic is when you hate women. He loves women. But he's downgrading them. He's degrading them. How's he degrading them? That's what I'm asking. I, I don't, it's your conversation. I'm saying, is that what he's doing? Isn't that what his gimmick is? Is that he goes on and he degrades women and he makes it sound like men are the dominant species. And uh, I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just saying that's what he does. Correct. No, I mean, he doesn't downgrade them. Okay. So why, why does he get so much backlash? Uh, cause he's trying to, this is why I don't listen to your show men. because I'm not fucking understanding <laughs> what you're talking about. But, I mean, he's just, he's just like a voice for like uh, younger people just trying to get them, you know, get their mind right and get them to not worry about the bullshit and focus on their life and get on track and shit like that. Okay. I know that's not true. You're making him sound like he's a fucking motivational speaker or something. <laughs> I fucking spoken like a true fucking 23 year old noon in Georgia. This guy, you know, he's the, he just makes the younger generation so no, much better. But this is where that comment went wrong. It's 35. Brandon. You said women don't get equally paid as men and they never will and they should stop fighting for it. I'm pretty sure that is what pissed the women off. I don't I don't think I said that, did yeah, I? Yeah. Yeah. If we run that clip back, that's that's what was said. That we don't get equal pay. What's the big deal? I think I think I said men aren't men and women are equal and they never will be before the pay comment was brought up. Yeah, but you said that that we should stop fighting for it. Right. I don't think so here, here's, a, here's a little Andrew Tate stuff. 35 years old, continues to go viral in large part due to his extreme statements comparing women to property, graphically describing how he would assault a woman for accusing him of cheating and claiming that men would rather date 18 to 19-year-olds over women in their mid-20s because the former have had sex with fewer, and then he goes on. So there's like a laundry list. Also, I guess... Uh, started a webcam business employing as many 75 webcam models to sell fake sob stories to male callers, claiming to have made millions of dollars doing so. Uh, Tate stated that the business model is a total scam, so he's a scam artist on top of that. But his words, not mine. Uh, well, that's what all those cam girls are. I mean, technically streaming, it's kind of like a scam. I mean, you're just sitting there. You're really not offering a whole lot. unless I mean, people are paying you to to talk to you or see pictures or stuff like that. So, I mean, you kind of get something out of it, but at the same time, it is kind of kind of scammy because you're really not doing a whole lot. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't, you know, say women are your property and all that stuff. I mean, um, I mean, that's, that's, you can't also talk about physical abuse either. That's, there's a video of him whipping a woman with a belt had resurfaced, spread quickly across the internet. It was interpreted as a violent act of assault. Tate later came out and said that the acts in the video were consensual and not abuse, but were taken out of context. He made it clear that he's still friends with the woman involved, but it's still unsettled many. Uh, some of yeah, the older like role play or something. Some of the older tweets were deemed racist and sexist. One from 2012, he wrote, "Whatever the running final, if I want to see, oh the N word, black people running, I just threaten them with jobs." Uh, this sparked controversy. You, you know, you can't say I that. I mean, he is half black, so I guess he can't say that. I mean, like, you really got to fucking dick up this guy's ass, don't you? Is he like your hero or something? No, I mean, I just, it's just <laughs> good to see uh, someone that doesn't, you know, take shit from anyone and he's just doing his own thing and 
unbothered and unfazed by everything that's so, all the attacks against them. So, so there's a difference between being the cool, rebellious, I don't take shit from anybody and just being a total douchebag. Right. So you have a tendency to side with the total douchebags and put them up on this mountain of like they're the rebellious leaders of a young generation because they don't take shit from anybody. You do realize that there is a their gimmicks. You know, they, they do this because they know that they're going to make money off of it. Right. You do understand that you're just part of the sheep. You're part of the herd. Yes. OK, you yes. get that. And you're fine with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not giving them money or anything. I'm not part of it. I mean, it's it's good. I mean, everything is well, entertainment for the most part. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's, it's. I mean, is it really entertainment to watch a woman get beat by a belt with a belt? Uh, it's role play. That was role play. That wasn't real. Uh, okay. Here's the other clip. I'm surprised there's not like courses to teach you how to do OnlyFans. I'm surprised no one. I'm sure there are. There's like some kind of school, OnlyFans school. There's, oh, this, there's this bigger girl that I've been Snapchatting, and uh, <laughs> she wanted to start an OnlyFans. <laughs> and I was like, shit, I'll have to get in there. Oh, Good God. luck with that. <laughs> I'll hold the camera. Yeah, I was like, I'll take the pictures and I'll do all the talking. I get 30%. That's what uh, Andrew Tate does. Y'all know Andrew Tate? Oh, yeah. That's what he. That's how he started. He had a bunch of cam girls, and he would um, have them just sit in front of a, a webcam for like eight hours a day and have like a fake keyboard, and they'd just be sitting there typing. But on the other side of the screen, it'd be uh, Tate and like all his boys just sitting there typing. Like, oh, I love you, baby. Send me Really? Money. Yeah. That's how it made most of their money. Hmm. <laughs> that was that was the one before it. That was the well, that was clip two. So I figured they were in chronological order. <laughs> you sent it to me <laughs> one two. I'm assuming that these aren't the clips that people are overly angry about. That now the first one you played, I, he doesn't even. I don't think he heard it correctly. That first one I think is is probably what people were angry about. Mm-hmm. For sure. Did you reach back out to, I think it was Meg, right? Meg, the the girl that posted, she's a big listener of the show. Did you reach out to her like I asked you to? Uh, I will. I will. I'm just thinking about what to say because I really don't know what to say to her. Or well, to say I'm sorry? Uh, well, no. You, you, expl- you ask her, most of the time people just want to be heard. And not necessarily in a public forum, but one-on-one to the person that said whatever it is that they said. If you if you feel strongly about your convictions and what you said was not wrong, then you should not, you know, backtrack if you really believe in what you say. You've got to really believe it, though. And explain it to her and just say, hey, look, I'm sorry you felt like that. This was not directed this way. Maybe she misinterpreted it. Maybe mis- she misunderstand what you're saying. It happens all the time in this business. But to reach out one-on-one and explain yourself uh, versus in a public forum, I th- you know, especially, you know, one thing I've learned about this podcast, you know, radio is one thing. It's like you lose one listener, you can be done. I mean, that that's just how the rating system is. It's so shady. So wonky. You could be the number one show in any market because one person in your core demographic listens fucking to the radio station 24 hours a day. And that could be just a radio turned on at fucking Walmart, uh, a 24-7 Walmart, right? And and, and you get credit or the radio station gets credit for it. Podcasting is very similar in the, the way that, you know, you get... You know, there's there's some people I call them, you know, sometimes you got to sacrifice the lamb to feed the village, but you don't want to purposely do it. Now, if somebody steps out of line and is purposely a dick and they're and, and they know what they're doing and they're going after you because they're looking for attention. And we've had a couple people like that, you know, 
then fuck them, right? I don't need you. I only want people that get what we do and support what we do. If you don't, it's a podcast, your choice. You don't have to listen. It's not like public radio. But someone like Meg, who's been with this show from the very beginning, cares about us enough to post that about your show. And so she, like everybody else that supports us, deserves you, if it were me, me, to reach out. And I've done this before with people. I've seen comments of something that I've said that wasn't what I meant or what I even said. I've reached out to them. Not that I'm sitting there defending myself. I'm just saying, hey, look, I'm sorry I came across like that. You know. And there are some things that I've actually said that I go back and I listen. I go, fuck, maybe I shouldn't have said that. And I've reached out to those people and said, you know, you are correct and I am wrong. Uh, and, and I just was out of line. I'm sorry. You know, but that's what we have to do. You know, you, the, the attitude in this business of uh, you're all high and mighty and you're better than the listener and, you know, and you can say and do whatever you want. And if people, you know, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. Those days are gone. Those days have changed. Uh, kind of goes back to what I was saying with the voting stuff. You know, it's like I wish that, you know, we as a people would get together and unite as a people and say, I understand you, you understand me, just don't step on my toes, I won't step on my toes, versus having these false prophets lead us in a direction uh, of hate and, 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 and diversification, uh, not diversification, but uh, dividing, you know, us. I just, I, that's got to stop. So you you should reach out to her and just say, hey, look, I saw what you posted. I, sorry it took me a couple of days. I'm just trying to think of, you know, what, what I wanted to say to you. I feel bad that, you know, you're upset. Uh, maybe I can answer some questions on what we were saying, what we're doing, and better understand each other. That's all. Okay. Yeah, big, I'll do that. Big boy stuff. That's all it is. But you, if you believe what you... Now, there's a lot of things that are said in this business that are embellished, and you do it for shock value, and, and, and I, I do that all the time. There's no doubt about it. If that's why, why you said or did something, you got to say it. You've been called out. You know, say, hey, look, you know, maybe I embellished a little bit. I was just trying to get a reaction. That's all. Or you could just say okay. your room was just that stupid and you all believe in what you say. You know, <laughs> I mean, what, however you want to handle it. But I definitely need you to reach out to her. If you do not reach out to her uh, within the next 24 hours, then um, I'm going to take your podcast off until you reach out to her. Okay. All right. I'll reach out to her. Because remember, it's not your network. It's mine. And, and I, I can't afford, because what they'll do is they'll just stop listening in general. And I can't afford that from some stupid fucking conversation you had with your friends. So, okay. Yeah. So, Meg, <laughs> let me know if he reaches out to you. you know. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll DM her. Yeah. I'll slide in those DMs. <laughs> Nate, you were kind of quiet on that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, so, I, I feel like it was more of the conversation, it was about, Oh, just make your own money. And it's kind of the same thing that they maybe that has been a conversation with like minorities, like, well, just go and, you know, just, just start making money. It's easy. Just do that. And I think that's maybe what was irritating people is like, it, it's not just that simple as, you know, just go out and make your own money. It's, it's fine. Just, you know, just ask for more money. Just ask for equal pay. It'll be fine. It, it doesn't really work like that. So I think that's maybe where people are getting a little upset. Also just a food for thought is when you have that kind of conversation and you talk about, ways that women are uh, succeeding and making more money than men, like in the OnlyFans uh, space, you know, that kind of thing. That's just a very small piece of the pie. Overall, factually, women make less than men. I mean, that's, that's no secret. I mean, that's like a big thing of equal pay. Um, you see a lot of this in Hollywood now where the leading 
role, which would be a male, will say, no, 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 no. My co-host, which is a female, she needs to make the exact same amount of money as I do. It's only fair. We're putting in the same time, the same effort, and we're in the same movie. And I think that's cool that we're getting to that place. If you deserve it. If you deserve it, you should get paid. You should not get paid less based off of your gender, your skin color, whatever it may be. That's ridiculous. That's absurd. But you have to be careful when you point out things like, well, what are you talking about? Black people get paid less? Have you fucking seen professional sports? They're making fucking... That's a very small percentage of the population. You know, the the real life, the nine to fivers are going to sit there and go, shut the fuck up, kid. You have no idea what you're talking about. You have to take everyone into consideration when you make those types of statements because it's not true. It is not true at all. Um, you know, so, but there are circumstances, you know, I've seen it a million times, you know, and it goes both, it goes all ways. It goes race on race, white on black, black on white. I've lost jobs out to uh, black guys before because the, the job was better suited for a black guy. And you know what? I understood it. It made sense. I got it. But I was specifically told that I'm not getting the job because I was white. This was in the mid nineties, you know, before we could bitch and complain about stuff like that. And, but the job was better suited for this guy. Nicest guy in the world. Very talented. Unfortunately, he passed away at a very young age, but, uh, you know, there are just certain jobs that are better suited for other people. That's the problem that I have is that, you know, this, this idea that we can't profile and say, okay, well, the white guy's better for that job. The black guy's better for that job. You know, in, 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 in the Hollywood business, they put out ads. We're seeking Hispanic men between the ages of 18 to 24. That goes up against everything what everybody's bitching and complaining about. I don't have a problem with it. I get it. But if everybody wants this equal, everybody's on the same, you know, it just doesn't work like that. That's not the real, that's not real life. Nobody buys into that. That's like five people in somebody's basement preaching that shit. It's like, oh, we're all equal. We all do the same shit. We all look the same. We all act the same. If we did that, we live in a very boring world. That's what makes us unique is that we're all different. That's what makes you strive for success is based off of your character and what you want out of life. You know, and we all want different things. Nate's content with his life right now. I could not have his life. Just doesn't sit my, uh, suit my style. Do I envy his life? Absolutely. I look at him and every day and I was like, God, could I be Nate? No, I could not. Just not my makeup. My makeup, Nate, not in a million years. Could not live like I live. Um, just two totally different people. But we understand yeah. each other. You know? Yeah. We get it. You know, so anyway, so just take that into consideration, Brandon. You know what I mean? You know, just right, not, not everybody. I understand you get called up and it's funny, but remember, we do have an audience. <laughs> they are listening, you know, and it's fun to get a little kickback every now and again. I ain't going to lie, but you just got to be careful. That's all. You just got to be careful. Okay. All right. And you, be careful. You need to you need to yell at August and that other guy too because they're they're part of you. You shouldn't get all the brunt. Yeah. <laughs> they're a part of it as well. <laughs> well, and that's that's part of the job of being a host is you have to you know you, you can't you can't go to the party and be like oh let's just fucking go along with it. Who cares if she's fifteen? You know, even though it's your house, you, you you got as the host you have to play policeman. I did it for fucking eight years. You witnessed it on the radio. You know, you have to, and, and I've always been the guy, the loose cannon, if you will, but actually the past la last eight years, nine years, 
taught me how to be a better manager in that aspect. So if you're hosting your own podcast, you're hosting your own show, the people, you know, the people that are around you aren't as media trained as you. Like this Josh guy, I don't know who the fuck he is. He got him off the streets. He has no idea what he's doing, right? Deaf August kind of does, but he's fucking deaf, you know? So you, you just, you, you, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta learn them a little bit, you know? And this is where your, you know, your education comes in, your knowledge, you know, you say guys, eh, you know, and it's a fucking podcast. You record it. You can go back and edit it. <laughs> I mean, shit. It's not like it's live, you know, think about what you're saying and go, there's some, uh, there was an episode not that long ago that we did. That I said something and shit, it might have been Meg actually. <laughs> and we released it. It was a it was a it was a it was a female listener and said, You might want to go back and listen to such and such date and time. She goes, I know what you were saying. I know what you were trying to say, but in the conversation with everybody, I think it got misconstrued and makes you look really bad. And I said, hmm. Now, my first reaction was like, go fuck yourself. I said it. I meant it. But I said, okay, let me go listen. And she was right. I edited it. I had to. I was like, holy shit, that makes me sound horrible. That's not what I meant, but that's made me sound horrible. And I, and I, and I edited it. I took it out and re-uploaded it. Yeah. Well, and when you're having a conversation with someone like we are or we do, you you kind of talk to them like, because we know each other, we know our each other's personalities, and so like we get each other. But you don't really think about so, if somebody's overhearing. You know that happens a lot in public or whatever. Overhearing a conversation and not really knowing what the intent was, or they have a different life experience and they take it differently. So we might not realize that at certain points. Um, you know, unless somebody else points it out. Yeah. yeah, and that's happened a lot. I've had I've had several people when I used to have to answer the phones call and, and yell at me and say, how can you sit there and let them say these things about black people and you're black? And I'm like, oh, my God, please, <laughs> please spare me right now. please." <laughs> so it's just it's what people hear and they don't understand. Yeah, just be careful. That's all. Just take just just think just think before you speak, you know. Okay. And also uh, to another point in the, in the two percenters group, we're all kind of like a little family in there. Let's not jump on other people and start arguments and shit. We, we dealt with that at the last show. Let's uh, let's support each other. And if you don't agree with it, maybe say something intelligently and let's not go to name calling or, you know, ripping on people or making blanket statements. Yeah. But, Cause that post is out of control. Oh, is it? I don't know. It, it's up to 52 comments at this point. I'm sure Nate might've um, hid some or deleted some, but they are, they are not. out of control. Oh really? What I did they, not. What I was they, hoping people could police themselves, but what, what are, are they? Are they being dicks? Yeah, they're yeah. calling Meg names, and <laughs> then they're attacking yeah. each other. They they don't have no cool. Well, and it's just kind of the typical like, oh well, what about this one example of this happening? So you know your your <laughs> argument is bullshit. They, you know they kind of do that blanket statement. So let's mm-hmm. let's be cool with each other. Yeah, let's let's not do that. I just you know, Brandon, you probably get a kick out of this. Like, look what I started. Right, that's the mentality you got. No, I mean, I don't really want them arguing and stuff, but it is kind of good to see them talking. I wish they'd just kind of debate a little better and not just, you know, yell at each other and call each other names. So did you saw this thread? Yeah, I haven't read all of them. I've been just kind of looking through it. It's a lot to read. Well, then, <laughs> since, you, a lot. since you started it, you need to get in on it. August has been commenting on it. Has he been cool? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's been giving his points and saying what he meant to say and what he means. When, oh. when I read, he was like, listen, there's girls at my welding school and they make more money than lots of men. Like, y'all chill out. All right. Well, so he's going against what they were saying. 
No, he's standing behind what he said, but I think he's defending his comment of you can just go out and find a job where you can make more money. Make more money than what you're doing now. Right. And he's saying there's women that's welding. So you want some more money? Go oh, weld. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies. You you heard it here first. If you're looking for that upgrade to job, become a welder. <laughs> She's a maniac, maniac, <laughs> dancing like she's never danced before. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, <laughs> All right let's uh, let's talk to our guest, shall we? Hold up, wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia, if someone doesn't perform under a contract, the usual remedy is money. While in some cases you can have the court order them to perform, usually they won't because indentured servitude is not a thing anymore. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, watkinslawfirm.llc, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. I want you to call my wife, but not for those reasons, you weirdo. I want you to call my wife, Rachel Guy, because you want to participate in this crazy market that's happening right now and take advantage of a house. She is the best at doing what she does, and that is a realtor with Keller Williams Atlanta North Office. Anybody that's dealt with my wife, and I know a lot of you two percenters have, uh, she's absolutely amazing. I can tell you firsthand, you know, if you're a first-time home buyer, she's going to walk you through it. If you've done this numerous times before, you might learn something. She's great. So if you're looking to buy or sell, call Rachel Guy because she's your guy. 404-797-4600. That's 404-797-4600. Let's keep it before 9 p.m., all right? Some of you call fairly late. It's a little annoying. No offense. Stress-free buying and selling, and like I said, this crazy nutso market. You can also shoot her an email. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. Sometimes it's tough finding the right tree service, like ones that'll give you a call back or ones that'll even show up. Cut and right tree service and more, they're going to do both. They're going to show up and they're going to call you back. 877-828-8846. You can also book online, cuttingright.com, C-U-T-T-I-N-R-I-G-H-T.com. Female, veteran-owned, located and servicing all around Atlanta. And if you mention the BS, when you call, you get $100 off your job. Experience tree removal who care all about the details. Customer satisfaction guaranteed, 877-828-8846. That's 877-8-CUTTIN, cuttinright.com. And back to you, Jason. I've been on Pawn Stars since day one. Fell in love with the show since day one. Been out there a couple different times, been in the store, total mark for the show on History Channel. But it's been around for a minute, so you have to do something, right? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta branch off. You gotta expand. So now there's a new eight-part series called Pawn Stars Do America, which premiered this past Wednesday uh, on History Channel, and we've got 
Chumley on with us right now with his awesome dog, dogs, dogs, dog. <laughs> uh, so how you doing, my friend? Good to see you. Uh, hey, thanks for having me. I'm doing good. Just, you know, early morning here in Vegas. I woke up at this morning to do my interviews and my coffee pot was empty with no beans. So it was a rough morning. So, so how does that work with your crew, right? Do, do they say, all right, Chumley, you're up to do these radio, you know, cause it's the radio podcast tour. You got to deal with this bullshit. You, you know, you're like, oh shit, I got to spend my whole day talking to these idiots. It's, it's, it's I, I would dread it if I were you guys, same question, same bullshit all the time. You know, it, it, I, I don't do it a lot. I actually enjoy it. It gives me a chance to talk with you guys and you guys have a, uh, audience of people who are fans of the show is you guys may be as well oh yeah so i don't mind it it's not like i have to do it every day they asked me if i would do it they didn't tell me i had to so yeah um you know i'm happy to do this kind of stuff it's usually been rick and rick has always been way cool he seems like he i don't know if he's lying or not but he seems like he actually enjoys the conversation you know because i know every time i've talked to him i geek out for the stuff that that's on the show I am a huge fan. Actually, we did, Nate, remember in Orlando, we did that bit called Junkin' Treasures, and we would have listeners send us stuff in, and then we had this guy that's, like, very well known in the uh, business of, you know, giving estimates on stuff, and he came in, and we found we had some really cool stuff, like the German cuckoo clock. It was, like, $1,200 or something, so... Uh, I get yeah, it. those get out there. Well, I will tell you one thing about Rick. There's nothing he loves more than his own voice. So <laughs> he loves talking to people. So with this new show, Pawn Stars Do America, w- when they first pitched it to you, we were like, "Shit, I don't want to go anywhere. I like my my little home in Vegas. I don't want to go out on the road." <laughs> well, you know, we all wanted to do it, and uh, before it was even pitched, we had been talking about how fun it would be to get out on the road. So. Actually, I was excited when they told us we were going to do that. Um, it was a lot of work once we started doing it and a lot of logistics, but super fun, great time, long hours. I was burnt out many days, but I just, you know, spent most of my free time in my hotel room resting up, getting ready for the next day. And it was a really, really fun trip, and I hope that everyone likes it so we could do it again because there's a lot more cities than eight in America. Yeah. What 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 cities did you do you stop at on this uh, this uh, eight part series? All right, uh, Denver, San Francisco, Portland, Austin, Texas, Valley of Forge, um, Savannah, Georgia, Winston Salem, and uh, we went to North Carolina. I think that was Winston Salem. Yeah. yeah. I'm confused. I'm missing one. I'm trying to think. But it was a good time, yeah. My brain is not working as good as I needed to without the coffee this morning. That's fine. <laughs> do, do you remember, because uh, I'm in Georgia, do you remember what, uh, in Savannah, what was the item? Uh, there was quite a few items. We had a really cool, are you familiar with the game Magic the Gathering at all? I am, yeah. So we had a Black Lotus come in. I think it was graded as a 6.5, if I remember correctly. You know, several hundred thousand dollar card. I, I believe, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars. Um, super, super cool. I love the pop culture stuff. I collect Pokemon. Um, I actually just opened a box of a different Kickstarter game that came out right now. So that was really cool to me. It was right up my alley. Probably not quite the antique you're thinking I was going to mention, but I love the pop culture stuff. Yeah, you also, you're a video game guy too, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, video games, and I don't play video games much anymore, but I do collect a little bit, and I still am in the world. Um, it's just really hard at 40 to play a video game and get my mom talked about by an 8-year-old. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I tell Brandon because, you know, he's the youngest on the show at 23. I said, I tried that Call of Duty, but there's only so many times I can be called the N-word by a 9-year-old in Japan, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a, uh, I'm a uh, you know, I, I like to play the uh, the Quest. You know, I'm not the online player because it's, it's just so hard with listening to those little kids talk crap to you. I bet this guy's good at it. I can see the smile on his face right now. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> so, so the, the, the video game thing, um, you know, I'm 47. So I, you know, we kind of grew up in the pioneering days of video games from Pong to ColecoVision to Intellivision to eventually Atari 2600 and games like Kaboom and stuff like that. And then it, you know, graduated to the Nintendo world and that just changed the game that and Sega. But I I've seen like some of these articles of these rare and valuable Atari 2600 games to be exact one being, which was my, my favorite game. And I remember the night my mother brought it home was river raid and it like if you have it in the original, it's like a purplish box with white font. It's like thousands of dollars. I'm like, holy shit! I had that game. Now where is it? I threw it away. Probably it's gone. Yeah, yeah. We had some really expensive video games come in over the last few seasons, like million dollar price tag type. I think like Mike Tyson's Punch Out, like you know, first edition Mario stuff like that. Um, we didn't make deals on, but I believe that Mike Tyson eventually sold for around a million dollars uh, after we didn't make a deal on it in the shop. Why, why, why was it so expensive? <laughs> uh, because somebody, somebody thought it was, you know, the things like that are set by auction market prices wow. and um, <clears throat> the scarcity, the rarity of it. <clears throat> the fact that a game like Mike Tyson's punch out probably almost always got opened yeah. You know, what happens is like, um, you know, a container might have been found or someone might have had a video game shop that failed and they shut it down and they had a warehouse full of stuff and a few copies came up or something like that. So people, they just want to collect. And, you know, when you have money and you're in the collectible world, you kind of you kind of just you buy what you want. And if there's 20 people, 100 people that want it, that price is going to go up as long yeah. as those people have the money to pay for it. The, I was a big uh, Star Wars, G.I. Joe, Transformer, Smurf, believe it or not, collectible kind of guy when I was younger. And I was just reading a story the other day where someone found an old warehouse that used to be, I think they used to produce Kenner action figures and they still had the Kenner action figures in their packaging ready for distribution. And like the shop, it just shut down and everybody left. Do you see that story? I didn't see the story, oh. but I imagine there's some valuable stuff in there. Kenner, oh. that stuff holds good value. Oh my God. They like, they, they showed it. It was this giant warehouse and it was, it was like a uh, walking dead, like the zombie apocalypse happened where everybody just vanished and everything was still left behind. I'm like, that's a dream come true, you know? It is, but the funny thing about that is, depending on what it is, if it's, say those action figures are some action figures that have sold for, you know, thousands of dollars, and now there's, you know, thousands of them on the market, 
that price of that action figure or those ones are going to tank because now, yeah. you know, the supply is much larger than the, the demand, you know, to pay the top dollar. So how did people get on this show? Was there uh, a pitch before that people could sign up and request for, for you guys to come visit them? Yeah, so we um, basically posted on the History Channel website and our own website, you know, gspawn.com, that we were going to be in your state on these days and that if you wanted to come, you just had to basically fill out a form. And I believe uh, as long as you fill out the form, you got accepted to come and you just would bring your stuff in that day. And we set up a whole event, you know, food trucks, games, tables, and people would wait to come see us or one of our people and people would be mingling with each other. I would walk out there and there would be just tables of all different people talking about their items with each other. It was really cool. Fun event. Yeah. I, I got to get on the newsletter, the history channel. Cause if you guys are back in Georgia, I just, uh, got like 17 bus tubs of things from my estranged mother's house. We just reconnected <laughs> and there are some Georgia was actually my favorite stop because, oh. uh, Savannah, Wow, what a beautiful town. I mean, just the architecture, the trees, the people, the the culture, the food. It was just, it was so amazing in Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, well, a lot different than the Vegas. was perfect. A lot different than Vegas. <laughs> you know, we don't have culture out here. After 20 years, we tear it down and build it over. Yeah, my, be- my best friend's got, uh, he's a DJ out there. He's got residency at like Hakkasan and Wet Republic and all that stuff, and just the lifestyle. I'm like, dude, you're almost 50. I don't think you can, you know, it's only so many steroids you can take until it starts not looking cool anymore, man. You got to stop hey, it. That's, you know, Vegas is one of those towns. When you're in, you're in. It doesn't matter how old you are. I guess. Yeah, he's in. So, uh, Chumley, what, what are some other cool items on uh, Pawn Stars Do America that you can brag about? Um, I believe Rick looked at a handwritten letter by George Washington. Way cool. Um, I personally didn't see that, but he absolutely loved it. I think it's really cool. I wish I would have saw it, but I was so busy doing my own stuff. Um, I didn't get a chance to see that. Um, we looked at, uh, I bought four baseball cards for $14,000, um, with the intentions of hopefully keeping them for myself. But Rick said, Nope, Nope. Those are going in the shop. What, which ones were they? It was uh, it was like an old tobacco or gum product. I yeah. can't exactly remember, but uh, they were graded by Beckett, and um, they were all low grades. I believe one of them was a six five, and the rest were all five or lower. Uh, but it was a Babe Ruth, a Ty Cobb's, uh, um, players like that. I can't remember all off the top of my head, um, but basically the Babe Ruth uh, and the Ty Cobb's. I was, uh, and I think there was like a Willie Mays. Um, oh, really? And I think like. There's really good value to be made there, um, just depending on how the market goes. But cards like that, they just, when they're that old, when they're found like that, they hold their value much better than the modern stuff that gets up in price really fast. Yeah. Because there's not very many of those cards around. I was told that if you can get the actual athlete to sign, not the case, but the card itself, the value goes up. I always thought it was the opposite, but I was told differently. Um, so yeah, a lot of people do love signatures. Um, and the thing with signatures though, is, uh, it just depends the value, which will increase, will depend on the, um, scarcity of, uh, the rate at which the person signs, you know, mm-hmm. if you have something signed by someone who's no longer alive, um, someone that wasn't known for doing, um, you know, show after show after show and just print money with their signature, 
those signatures can really, really, really increase the value of the card. So it's pretty crazy. I know uh, I'm big in the Pokemon world collectibles, and there's Pokemon cards that go for, you know, maybe like five or $10,000. But if you get the artist to sign it, it goes up by like, you know, 10, 20%. It's just insane. Does it, is it even more if it's addressed to you? I also heard that. If it's addressed to the person. Even less. Oh, it's less money. I mean, you know, if your name is Mike, you're probably going to have a good shot at selling it to another not Mike. Mike. If your name is Chumley, good luck. <laughs> so uh, people don't really want to buy personalized autographs to someone else. You know, if it matches their name, then that's kind of cool. But it's a much, um, it's just a much smaller uh, audience that you could sell that to when it's personalized. So, yeah, yeah you don't want to personalize your autographs unless it's something that you just want to keep. But if you're predicting it to be worth money in the future, you definitely don't want a personalized name. Maybe like a little personalized note. Hey, cool, I had a good day or something. It's nice, you know, just like something on there. But uh. definitely not a name. I, I've always, uh, I, I'm a huge fan of the story. It's always about the story and people that have the story of had no idea. And then, you know, you're watching Pawn Stars or probably even with Pawn Stars Do America, they're like bought it at a yard sale, found the Declaration of Independence in the back of this painting. Uh, love, love, love those stories. Um, what are like, what's one of your favorite stories with either Pawn Stars or this new show that somebody has that they found it at a yard sale, they inherited it, something they're at an estate sale and it ends up being ridiculously, you know, expensive. I mean, the yard sales are always the best. Um, I can't remember a particular item, but a lot of the times these like pristine toys, people will say that they find them at a yard sale or an estate sale. And that's just crazy because they'll usually pick them up for, you know, five or $10 and then they'll bring in for like, I think we had like a, um, like He-Man toys or something like that. Or we had this Batman cave at one point, you know, um, people buy these things for 20 bucks at a yard sale and then bring them in and they're worth a thousand dollars. And they're just like, woo, static. <laughs> and that kind of makes me happy for them too. It also makes me happy knowing you bought something for 20 bucks and I can get it for a good deal. Does the, the majority of people that are on pawn stars that, that get cash for whatever they is, do they, do they just blow it at the casino? I wouldn't know, you know, that's, uh, I don't pay attention to what they do with their afterwards. money afterwards, but I would imagine a good portion of them spend it on, um, yeah. you know, home repairs and vacations and stuff like that. But, you know, it is a pawn shop and a lot of the people that come in there aren't on TV and we get many people that aren't on TV. They probably go right to the casinos. Yeah. Well, it's not close to the strip if memory serves. I mean, it's not, well, like it's technically on the strip but it's close to downtown. It's at the back end of Charleston. Like it's basically in between the strip and Charleston, but it is on Las Vegas Boulevard, which is still considered the strip. There's just, it's kind of in between the casinos. It's like a mile away from the strip. Yeah. I knew I took a cab when I, a couple times. You definitely want to cab it. Yes. Yeah, I took a cab there and there's, I think like a gambling, a gambler's warehouse, like across the street or it used to be, you know, get all your, get your Copac cards and all that good stuff. Yeah. A couple, couple blocks back, right? Basically, uh, you know, a couple blocks right at the same line as us. That's where I get my poker cards. Yeah. So I was real excited. Um, one of the times I went in and it was that it was, you know, like right. At the, I mean, I know the show's always done well and will continuously do well, but this was at like the peak when you started to get the everybody audience. And I remember I roll in there and, and a listener of mine gave me a gold bar prop from the diehard movie. 
And I thought I, I thought I had it. I was going to be on Pawn Stars. I was going to get a lot of money. For, and I walk in, not even thinking. I mean, I'm, I, I should know better. Like, you guys aren't in there. So I talk to some kid. And kid, you know, he's like, uh, leave me your number. We'll get back to you if we want it. I was like, all right, that's cool. I never heard back. So I go back and everybody's like, they don't want that shit, man. You know, <laughs> there's, there's a, hundreds of these gold bars in the movie. Why would they want yours? Like, I mean, right. it is the greatest Christmas movie ever. Well, this was, I think, the second one. This was the one with Simon Says. So I think this wasn't even the first one. It was the second one or the third one. I'm not even quite well, sure. Well, you know, maybe we'll get you on the next season. That does sound like something interesting. And we, you know, oh. we do have some Hollywood experts now. Well, I, well I, I don't have that anymore. But I got, like I was telling you before, the stuff from my mom, like I've got stuff from the 1800s, like these old bottles and this painting. I mean, just, and I have no idea the value. So that's why I was asking how people can get in on this. Um, because I'll drive down to Savannah and bring all my stuff with me, and I'll just hang out and wait for you guys. That'd be cool. Uh, Nate, do you have a question for Chumley? Please. Yeah, you you guys kind of touched on signatures and stuff, but I have a book that was signed by Bill Gates and sent to me. Is it going to be worth more if I hang on to it till after he dies, or or does that matter? I would imagine Bill Gates doesn't sign tons and tons of stuff because he's a busy man, so definitely... Um, it's sad to say, but you know, you want to sell it the week he does. Hopefully he doesn't die. Hopefully Bill Gates lives a lot, lot longer. Maybe, you know, maybe if he's lucky, he'll outlive a lot of us with uh, science and technology and all that money. But yeah. uh, when someone dies, that's the week to sell all their memorabilia. Really? Because that's when they're in the spotlight. That's when people are remembering all the memories they had of that person. And that's usually you know, when top dollar will, will be taken for something unless something crazy happens in the Bill Gates, you know, market. But yeah, when someone like that passes away, you want to sell it immediately. If you're looking to cash out on uh, the signature, I'm, I'm putting it in my calendar, Nate, I'm going to help you out. The, the, <laughs> remind, yeah, remind me, remind, I'm going to remind <laughs> myself every day to remind you the day <laughs> when, when he passes, tell me you are uh, reminders. Yeah. Just a bunch of reminders. You're a, uh, you're a big, uh, in the music, you're a punk rock guy, you're a rock guy. Um, some of the cool stuff that I've seen come through Pawn Stars, you know, being a product of the 90s music, especially grunge, you know, like uh, the Kurt Cobain, the Nirvana stuff that comes in and whatnot. What, for your taste, uh, as far as that type of music stuff that's come through that you've either, you know, taken home with you or wanted to take home with you? So actually on this road show in Portland, where mm -hmm. Nirvana, you know, Kurt Cobain is from right around that area. Um, it was really cool his photographer came in and was, you know, trying to sell us some pictures that she had taken of Kurt, like stuff you really don't see. And I mean, I grew up Nirvana, you know, Kurt, that was my guy. That was my band. That was my time. So actually that was like some of the coolest stuff for me to see pictures taken of Kurt Cobain by, you know, someone that was pretty much a friend of his. Um, and the way she's explained it, they were definitely were friends. And she was a friend of Courtney's, and that's how she got the gig to be, you know, to basically take pictures of Kurt Cobain. I don't think she was ever his official photographer, but, you know, when they first started out, they were just a small garage kind of band, and she was around taking all those early photos, um, yeah. you know, just moments we have never seen. And then if you've seen, you know, any of the documentaries, but we just had the uh, documentarian on for the um – God, his name escapes me, but he just did the Bowie documentary. And he did, I think it was Kurt and Courtney, or no, he did, um, what was the one he did on them? It was, 
anyway, he, he did a, the one really good where Courtney Love was involved. And, you know, and it, it wasn't necessarily about controversy or conspiracy or anything like that. But he had such great old footage of when Nirvana started and Kurt started and crashing at his girlfriend's house and doing this. But even to have something that he threw away that you grab that you just happen to keep or a card or a lyric or that sketchbook that when he was going through different names for the band, like Skid Row, like how did you not know Skid Row wasn't taken? Um, that to me would be priceless. That'd be the best. Yeah, we had a really cool uh, Kurt Cobain, Courtney Love uh, thing come in one time. I really wanted to get it, but the guy wanted too much. It was, uh, it was like, um, I don't know if we actually filmed with it, but it was a, uh, wedding certificate um it was a wedding certificate signed by Kurt Cobain and Courtney and it's when uh the hurricane came through Hawaii so they were never able to get married in Kauai and they ended up going over to Oahu to get married and uh that's something we were looking at I was going back and forth with someone online now that I remember correctly and uh, I was trying to get him to bring it in and I was trying to work it all out but you know them being in Hawaii it, it kind of uh, never panned out but I still have their contact, and hopefully that's something we can do in the future because that's really, really cool. How much? And we had Kurt Cobain's car insurance come through the store too. That's cool. How much was that? How much is that going for? Um, I forget the price, but I didn't make a deal on it. Mm. I've got a brick from his house. If you want it, I'm so cheap. I'm so way cheap. <laughs> I don't have to call in an expert on that one. <laughs> oh, it's from his house. I got pictures of my friend taking it. <laughs> so, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it, it it is without a doubt. So this uh, for Pawn Stars Do America also. I was reading, you have a 17th century stay of execution, right? Is that part of the show? I mean, like, somebody had that? Um, that you got me there. Oh. I, don't, I don't know. Um, it sounds right, but uh, we're really busy there, so I don't know everything right. that comes in because I'm, I'm at a table doing my own table and Rick's at his own table and Corey's at his own table. So um, I don't know that I can recall that. Well, when you're watching the show and it happens because it's in my notes, you're going to always remember us because we're the ones that told you about it. <laughs> Except I don't watch the show. Oh, there you, go. <laughs> you, don't, you don't watch your own show? Why not? Oh, I see enough of Rick all day. You think I want more Rick and Corey in my life? <laughs> uh, Nikki D. I might watch a couple highlights on, you know, uh, the internet, but I don't ever put myself through a whole show very often. You got to see how history chops it up to make you sound goofy and be the comic uh, com comedic well, relief. I do watch a little bit of the rough cuts here and there uh, to check that stuff out. But uh, the funny thing is I do watch the show from time to time when I'm, you know, Stuck up in a hotel room for a week, but uh, I couldn't bring myself to watch it on this road trip because I was with Rick and Corey all day, so I didn't want to go home to them either. Well, Pawn Stars is to History Channel as Impractical Jokers is to True TV as Law & Order SVU is to USA Network. There's a marathon. Like, you can't go a day without turning on, scrolling through your guide, and seeing Pawn Stars somewhere, you know? And then you got yeah. the streaming aspect. I think of it that's part of our. I think that's a good part of our success is that the way it's made is it's great for marathon TV because sure. you don't have to know what's going on in the episode before to pick up in this episode. You can literally pick a season. You can pick an episode of Pawn Stars and you can start from there and not be lost at all. Do you remember when? Because you weren't as big of a part of the show as you are now as you were at the very very beginning. And at the very very beginning it was more just based off of the items versus character building until somebody said, no, we've got great stories to tell here. 
Um, do you remember when that kind of took place and they approached you and said, we need you to fill this role? Because it's all about characters for these types of shows. Yeah, so no one ever needed me to fill a role. I just uh, I decided to watch a little bit of reality TV and see what they were missing. And I saw, from what I thought I saw they were missing, was someone that they could, you know... Punch a bag. Kind of pick at. A punching yeah. bag, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I decided to just be true to my normal character and maybe exaggerate some of my character flaws and let them pick on me without getting upset about it. Right. And, that, and I that's, think it worked out. Yeah, I mean, that's the formula for a radio morning show is the old <laughs> dick darling deer, you know. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, you've got to have those three elements and then it kind of makes up for it. Uh, Nikki D, question for Chumley. I heard you say that you wanted to purchase some cars and then you were told that it had to go in your shop. So how do you differentiate from your own personal collecting versus what has to go in your shop? So, um, a lot of the time when we buy stuff, Rick doesn't care. Um, if, if we want to, you know, put something in our own collection, he's pretty cool about it for the most part. But, um, you know, he believed that there is a lot of money to be made in these cards. And at the end of the day, you know, Rick does take care of me. I, he is, you know, my boss and I'm out on the road working for him. So what he says goes, if, if I buy something, so if these cards sit in the pawn shop for six months, then he'll sell them to me for sure. But if he can put them out there and turn a profit on them pretty quick, then he'll, um, he'll, he'll do that. I think the biggest factor is that these are big name cards and they're going to draw attention for the shop. You know, he's going to be able to post these online and people are going to, um, want to take a look at them. So possibly come down to the shop to take a look at them. So Rick does that a lot. That's why he buys things like Super Bowl rings and stuff like that. Even before the show was on, he was buying Super Bowl rings. And then once a year, when the Super Bowl was going to happen, he'd do a press release about how he had a Super Bowl ring and he would get tons of media coverage for it. So Rick is always trying to jump up little spicy ideas to get, uh, you know, media coverage. It, it, I think people kind of poke fun at the <laughs> formula for Pawn Stars where it's like, OK, I'm not sure. Let me call in my friend. And it's always your friend. And everybody wants to know, are they really your friends? So um, a lot of them are friends. A lot of them are um, people that we've been working with for a long time. Um, you know, a lot of these people, they sell stuff in the department in which they are experts for us at. So they're just knowledgeable people that have bought with us and sold to us for years that we know and we trust their opinion on items. My favorite guy is the... Um Older gentleman with the big, awesome gray beard that uh, all the Revolutionary War, Civil War stuff. He's my favorite. That's everyone's favorite. We call him the beard of knowledge. Yeah. Marco Patton, MHP. He yeah. has many names, but the greatest thing about him, he's been around since season one. He's the only expert that has never given a price and will never. Really? Interesting. Yeah, he's never given a price. Now, when you see him next time, you realize you'll be like, wow, I didn't even ever catch that. He never gives a price. Uh, I've never, I've never known that. And I've, like I said, I've been a fan since day one. I like just, it, it was funny because, so, um, a buddy of mine is a professional wrestler and he had just joined a new promotion, uh, after leaving WWE out of Orlando and the promotion at the time it was called TNA, but now it's, I think called impact wrestling and they were new to the television deal. And I remember him saying to me going, yeah, our only competition is this fucking show that it's like at a pawn shop like why do, why are people watching this 
And I said, I got I go, I got to tell you, dude, I was like, I love you to death, but I'm addicted to that show. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Cause yeah, our, our competition is usually wrestling and Monday night football, but yeah. they, they change our days around a lot. Okay. Are you a fan of wrestling at all? Oh, I'm a, I, well, so here's the thing. I'm a fan of wrestling, but being in the radio business for as long as I've been in it and befriending a lot of these guys and working with them, I've kind of become jaded. Um, I'm a fan of wrestling from the entertainment standpoint as it's the only medium that can mind fuck you in person and on television. Um, I just, (laughs) well, here's a, here's a little, uh, spoiler for you coming up. I think coming up soon in the right, maybe the next season of Pawn Stars, if it hasn't aired already, I don't think it has. I take a bump from the legend Booker T himself. Really? Why? Yeah, we we had some Booker T boots. We needed to get authenticated, so we went out to him out in I believe Houston, right outside yeah, of Houston, Texas. Yeah, and uh, he authenticated him and basically offered to give me a little wrestling uh, lesson because he has his wrestling school. Yeah, and I took a bump from Booker T. It was pretty cool. Wow! So you're a wrestling fan as well. Uh, I grew up a wrestling fan, and uh, I do like wrestling. I don't watch it much anymore, but um, my best friend is a huge wrestling fan, and we're I'm always listening to the podcast with him. So I listen to a lot of the wrestling podcasts. Who's your favorite wrestler? <clears throat> my favorite wrestler? Uh, geez, it's got to be Stone Cold, but since everyone says I look like Bray Wyatt, I might have to say him. <laughs> Who's your favorite tag team of all time? The Nasty Boys. The Nasty Boys. The Very armpit. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Brandon, question for Chumley. Uh, yeah, do y'all, have you ever thought about maybe doing a Pawn Stars like world tour, like going to different countries and stuff? Um, I thought about it, but I don't know if the History Channel has. <laughs> um, I, we would love to do that. There's a lot of logistics involved. I think we would need to do this show inside the States a couple more times and kind of really dial it down. Um, there's a lot behind the scenes on making this show happen that, um, it would be a tough, it would be a tough tour, but I would definitely be interested in it. Um, four months in maybe somewhere like Europe seems like it would make sense. You know, a lot of small countries, uh, and so much history out there. We've talked about it for sure. And it would be really cool because we would see so much different kind of stuff. But it would be hard. We'd probably have to find some new experts to trust and things like that. Well, here's here's your next. I, I love pitching my ideas when they're not asked. But here's your next idea. <laughs> and I'm going to go on the record. You can take it. Just make it come to fruition. Um, you know, I'm not asking for much, right? So here's the deal. It's Pawn Stars, but here's the version of Pawn Stars. Is you find people that were, and this is a feel-good show, you find people that were in a tough spot and had to pawn something of interest. Uh, there's a good story behind it. You guys go in as the experts and buy it back or trade to get it back, and then the big kicker at the end is when they go to pay you, you say, don't worry about it, blah, 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 and it's a feel-good. Boom. You know, that could work, but then the 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 spoiler Everyone knows we're not going to pay. Everyone knows we're going to pay for it. Well, yeah, every once in a while, you'd be like, hey, you're kind of a dick through this process. You owe us some money. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it working. Uh, uh, that, that would be good. Maybe we could do a special like that, you know? Yeah, do a Christmas special, you know, or something. I mean, even some of the people that come in, you know, you, you know, historically, pawn shops were for people in tight spots that needed quick and fast money, you know, before the ease of loans and stuff like that. 
So you guys highlight all of the cool stories because that's good television, but there are people out there in a tough spot that are pawning things that mean a lot to them. You guys are the king of pawn stars. So you guys just go in and you, you, you write the, you write the ship for these people. I think it'd be great. Yeah, no, we get it a lot. And we actually work with our customers a lot who pawn things and they're in a hard time. Cause you know, the pawn ticket only lasts for 120 days, but we have some people that have been coming in for years and years and years, and sometimes they get in a hard time. I've seen Rick, I've seen Rick take something off pawn and put it in the safe for six months, and you know, because that person said, "Hey, I'm having a tough time. Could you just hold it for me for six months, and I'll come back and get it?" And Rick's like, "Yeah, no problem." Wow. You know, um, you know, not everyone you can do that for. It is still a business, but Rick has definitely done some stuff like that in the past. I believe you. He he's uh, he seems like. Just that kind of guy. Just that kind of guy. All right, before we let Chumley go, anybody got any questions for him? No? Nikki, Nate, Brandon, let him go do his thing? Okay, cool. History Channel, Pawn Stars Do America, uh, Wednesday nights. It's 8 o'clock Eastern. Make sure you're watching it. We love you. We love the shows. And uh, hopefully have you back on sooner than later. Do I get to hear Brandon's voice one time before I leave? I don't know. Brandon? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Well, I asked you about the about the touring, but I, I guess oh, yeah, I asked. That's how that's how that's how important no, of a question can't. it was. He forgot that you even talked. He's just been so quiet and cute sitting over there thinking about his video games. Oh, he, he's thinking about all kinds of weird shit that goes to that kid's mind. He, yeah. he just recently hey, got into pleasure. He's just recently got into trouble because he degrades the women that listen to the show too. So. <laughs> they just misunderstood me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chumley, thanks for the time, brother man. Best of luck All with the right. show. We'll talk soon, okay? Thank you. All right, see you, buddy. Bye-bye. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, they provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross, Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters UCI, the word granite.com. Look, I know what it's like to start up a small business and run a small business. That's what this is. What can you do to take the next step? Create Graphics can help you out with that. They're a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, and they've got some really good ones in-house. Wide format printing and graphic installation. Specializing, again, in vehicle wraps, corporate events, interior and exterior events, graphic design, and apparel. A lot of the stuff of the BS Podcast, if not all the stuff, comes from Create Graphics. CreateGraphics.net. That's C-R-E-A-T-E. G-R-A-P-H-I-X dot net or 770-369-9962. That's 770-369-9962. Serving Metro Atlanta and shipping worldwide. Create graphics. They definitely know what they're doing. 
excellent customer service and communication in every project will get a one-on-one experience from start to finish. Again, create graphics with an X.net. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. Today is Veterans Day. Let's go. Nikki D, our very own veteran of the United States military, the armed forces. Navy girl. Go Navy. She was a sea woman. A sea woman, a sea man is what it's actually called. Well, I was trying to be politically correct. Yeah, it's called a seaman. You were black seaman. Why do I have to be black? What's your skin color? I was a deck seaman. You're a dick seaman. Deck. Deck. That's where they come from usually. Ugh. Seaman yeah. comes from the deck. Sorry, veterans. They don't know. Is that where all the seamen are <laughs> on the deck? They come. They come there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You get a That's discount at Old Navy. <laughs> no, I don't. I should though. Right. What, what what about you know what do you, do you get a discount when you go to the vet? I don't go to the vet. Oh, that's right. You, you don't take your dog, dog to the vet. Yeah, <laughs> forgot she. I, I always thought I was like God. You know, on on Veterans Day, if I were a, a, a veterinarian place, I would have like the biggest deal going on for vets. Like new clients, if you're a veteran, you get half off today. Blah 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 blah. That would be good. I'd probably take my dog if I got a discount. I, I've always thought that the discounts that stores give veterans is always too little. And I know there's a website um, that veterans can go to to get special pricing on things. And, you know, having USAA is amazing, that insurance, if you can find a doctor that takes it. But the, uh, like, you know, the Home Depots and the Lowe's, I appreciate the 10% that they do for the veterans. But at times I feel like they do that just to kind of say, Look, we stand with our veterans. Like, you know, like if you're a veteran, give them 20% off, not 10%. I mean, exactly. taxes are 7%, you know, give or take. So you're either saving 3%. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Give like, give a bigger discount. Some of these restaurants are like, oh, you get a free French fry. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, is there like, there's not even like a good one that it, it seems like, I don't want to say don't do it at all, but it just seems silly it's like oh you risked your life for this country here's 10 percent off your oil change i mean like it doesn't really equate even if it was like 50 percent, it's like still you know just change our oil for free <laughs> come on I, I i agree i agree so I, I i think that if i were on the ballot this past tuesday i would have ran on the platform that military veterans get a bigger discount across the board <laughs> well we really only get um, discounts on Veterans Day unless you live in a military town. If you don't live in a military town, the rest of the year we we get little to nothing. Home Depot anywhere. and Lowe's does it all the time. Yeah, I mean, great. We're we're swarming Home Depot and Lowe's for ten percent off. Uh, well, no, it does come in handy. There's a lot of you know blue collar contractors type workers that served, and I mean, you know, like you know, on the other side of things, if you've got. You know, if you're a contractor and you've got a $10,000 order, you know, to save a thousand bucks is pretty good. That's not the average veteran. No, I'm just, but, but it is. A, I mean, there are, I'm just saying it's one aspect of the veterans. They, there are veterans that go to Home Depot and Lowe's. That's what I'm saying. Now, do I think it should be more? Yes. But that 10% on big orders does come into play. That's what I'm saying. What, Brandon? 
Uh, I'm saying if they're spending ten thousand dollars at Lowe's and they're a contractor, I probably wouldn't use them. Why? Some of that. I mean, if you're spending that much money, go to a because everything's so marked up there. Just go to a regular supplier to get it. Maybe they like Home Depot. Maybe they like that uh, they have a veterans parking spot up front. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they don't. Maybe they don't know anything. Maybe they have a Home Depot card and they are using that so they don't have to pay interest for six months. I don't know. I'm just saying. You just yeah. talk. I'm just saying. It probably wouldn't talking. be the greatest idea if you are investing ten thousand dollars. I wouldn't do it at Lowe's if you're buying stuff. Thank uh, you, Brandon. Thank no, you. Yes, <laughs> you guys are not talking about the same. But okay. Like, you're like not on the same page at all. Like, he's just saying. The point is that the discount's not, it's it's not year-round. We get the our year-round. biggest discount during Veterans Day from across the board is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just saying it is year-round. That, that was my point. It is year-round at Home Depot and Lowe's. And today it's free. So, you know, I'm going to go get all my free meals like where? that I only get once a year. Um <laughs> Because of the hours that I'm going to have to work, uh, I'll only be able to probably hit up Applebee's. What do you get at Applebee's? A free meal? Yeah, you get a free meal. Shut up. That's the tits right there. What are you going to get? And you get a free drink. What? What are you going to get? Probably my Fiesta Lime Chicken is my favorite. Have you ever had that that, uh, sandwich with the barbecue sauce? It's a turkey. Um, That's the titties. I used to have that all the time. When I, I used to go to Applebee's all the time when I was younger. We went to Applebee's for the first time in years, not that long ago. We were like down in Macon, and I had that sandwich. The sandwich still is the tits. Mm. Oh, my God. That barbecue sauce. Oh, so good. And you get it for free. I know. I'm going to mix miss out on my Texas Roadhouse. I'm kind of sad about that because oh, of the hours you have to go by and get it. So it looks like I'm probably only going to get Applebee's and maybe, uh, not maybe, I'll get my chicken salad chick meal for free today. Free chicken salad chick? Yes, it's free. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, did not know that. I love chicken salad. And chicken salad chick, um, they give us a really good deal because you can literally order whatever you want. You get the whole meal free, um, the drink. Last year, she's like, did I want a soup or a salad? I'm like, I'm not going to just be crazy. I don't want all that. What do you get when you go there? Um, I always get the chicken salad that has the pineapples yeah. and nuts in them because I like that kind of chicken salad. I'm a Barclay, a Barclay buffalo guy. So, yeah. Oh, God. That's good. <laughs> I knew I should have been a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I'll probably go to Olive Garden for dinner. Rach gets it, though. I can send Rach. She can go get it. You know, she's, she's a veteran. She's got her card. You know, the kids have their card. They're considered veterans, you know, I guess because of, you know. Dependents. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're considered veterans, like, uh, you know, because of. You shouldn't get those meals though, right? Isn't that just for like the actual veteran? Well, uh, here, here's, here's where the argument would come in. Um, if you're, let's say Rachel and you said that to her, which I would suggest you not say that to her and say, uh, you're not really a veteran. And she goes, okay, have you ever stood next to your, you know, stood with your husband and gotten the phone call that he died in active duty and you were his wife? You know, according to the United States government, you're considered a veteran. And then when you kind of put it into perspective like that, you know, because the families go through what you go through. So now me, I should not get free chicken salad chick. No, <laughs> just because I'm with her. <laughs> that is not mine. You know, the kids, they have a card. They get, you know, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of benefits they get. I mean, obviously, it's not worth losing the life. Of course, there's nothing worth doing that for. But uh, anyway, neither here nor there. Veterans Day today. Please celebrate our veterans. If you see a veteran, uh, 
you know, just reach out and touch Nikki D. You know, if don't you, touch me. If you go go to you know her other job and you see her, don't touch. Reach me. out and grab her and say thank you for being such a great uh, piece of semen. <laughs> And you just, just touch her. Don't touch me. <laughs> Please don't. That's going to be the new uh, superhero movie. It's going to be Black Adam and Black Semen. That's she's <laughs> going to be in the next Black Adam. It's like Nikki D is Black Semen. The only black that's over here is Black Diamond. Black Hello? Diamond. Top black. edge. So why you got to be black? I'll say the same thing to you. Because that's an actual jewel. It's Di- a Black Diamond. Diamonds are black. I don't know what you're talking Hello? about. Uh, Brandon, I might be down in your neck of the woods here this weekend. Hell yeah. You want to get some food? Uh, well, possibly, um, Applebee's, uh, uh, I'm going to be, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be down in Macon. So oh, that- yeah, you can drive by. Well, you're going to take 75 though, aren't you? Okay. You're going to take 85. Yep. But he doesn't know where he's You don't know going. what interstate you're taking to get down there? You're definitely not Roswell going Road. to Noonan to get to Macon. <laughs> yeah. So do I, I pass you, right? No. Oh. Uh, if you go down 85 and then you hop over, oh. but I think it's probably going to take you down 75. So you'll probably miss us. Okay. But you could meet me like on the side of the road at a Bucky's or something. No. Yeah. <laughs> McDonough. Oh, okay. Well, I got to pass by McDonough. I knew I do. I knew that. Yeah. I go to Summit Racing and get some new truck parts. <laughs> How do you live here for like a decade and not know where the cities are? <laughs> he has no idea. He's clueless. You don't know me. I'm talking about you. Oh, I know. You should join Brandon's podcast, The Clueless Three, because you're not going to go anywhere near Noonan to go to Macon. Why? why I I didn't grow up here, so I didn't take Georgia history class. But you didn't move here yesterday either. Yeah, but I don't ever go down there. So, I mean, I've been going back and forth to Macon and Warner Robbins, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Warner Robbins, because for some reason, these high school state cheerleading competitions are all down there i don't know why ridiculous have them up here close to me you know so you got to drive down there and uh but the kids uh roswell high school made it to the state championship and here's the kicker so uh they had regionals last week and it was they did really really well and they have like four different tiers like you know there's 6a 7a and you know different tiers of the high schools and, and, and so they, they, they hire these DJs, you know, these third party DJ companies that come out and they're always, you know, good. They do what they need to do. And this, at the end, they would announce the runner up, give the runner up the trophy and then announce the winner and the winner would get the trophy. Now the regions was big because, uh, you, there, you knew that if you were a runner up or a winner, you were going to state, right? Roswell high school, the high school my daughter goes to has never been to state for cheerleading comp comp. It's called comp, a competition ever. And, and I, I don't even know if they've been to regionals. I don't know. So remember that. Cause I'm going to go back here in a second. And uh, so they, they announced their division, just the winners. That was the only one that just announced the winners. They didn't announce the runners. So nobody knew what the runner up was. So we found out afterwards, they're the runner up. So we knew that they were going to state. They would have most likely been the winner, but three of the girls had their Nike Pro bands on their underwear or something showing. So you get points deducted for that. Isn't that silly? 
That's like really that's dumb. That, that's just dumb. It's <laughs> like, called rules. There's I mean, certain things in cheerleading that you can't do. This I had explained the same thing to my daughter. You can't wear jewelry. You can't have jewelry visible. You have to have certain uniform size. And when you violate that, just like most places that require uniforms, you're going to get points deducted. Yeah, but if you're like wearing underwear or a sports bra and it's got writing on it, and you you know that's the the type of sports bra you wear or whatever the case may be. And it's just, I mean, you're hiding it, but it happens to poke out or they see it. That's jewelry I get because of injury, but that's kind of silly. I don't know. It's just like if you're not, if you're wearing a Nike headband, okay, I get it. But you're not. That's just that's Because just silly. they provide them the correct undergarments they're supposed to wear, and it's not supposed to be Nike. I don't think they give them the undergarments. Well, I'm sure that they've told them somewhere in the rules that they can't wear Nike. Oh, yeah. Well, they said they can't be shown. They didn't say they can't wear it. They just can't be shown. Are you not understanding what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. Okay, if it can't be shown, <laughs> there's a reason. I'm sure it's because of branding purposes. They don't want to be branding Nike. I mean, you know about branding. This, I, mean, I, I, I do. I also know that Nike supplies all the uniforms for all the high schools now. So, I mean. <laughs> do they have Nike checks on them? Yeah. I haven't seen a uniform with you, a Nike check on it. Go to a Roswell football game. All their, all their, All their uniforms are Nike. So then, how could they ban it if that's their sponsor? I have no idea. They now used to. They used to. Sense. They used to have Under Armour, and then just this year they switched over to Nike. That's all Nike checks on all their uniforms. So then, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Why aren't you somewhere? Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's what I just said. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Anyway, go back to the beginning of the cheerleading season. You remember what happened? That there were the rules in the state. Mm-hmm. That said that if you're a senior, you automatically get on varsity. The cheerleading coach at the time was trying to buck the system, go against what the rules state, which would have not allowed Ariel on and also a couple other African-American cheerleaders. We knew that there was some backdoor kind of deal going on. We stood up. We made a stink about it. You know, I got beat up a little bit on social media because probably most of you didn't hear the whole conversation or didn't understand it. Uh, by the way, you look really silly. Anyway, so because of that, look at where we're at now. I deserve hey, you, you carried your way in. We, Congratulations. We got the championships. We, we, we got we got a we got a coach that knows what she's doing that was able to accomplish that no other coach has been able to do. If it weren't for us, that coach would have never been there. And these girls would not most likely be going to state historically if you look at what the past coach did. You're welcome. I accept now, the cash. The old coach is pregnant and a drug addict on the street. I accept Cause Venmo. Because you got her fired. I accept <laughs> Zell. I accept all cash donations. And this school board, these, these, these witches of Eastwick, these Stepford wives, these women that are living vicariously through their daughters 250 pounds later, uh, they were bitchy. They would give us dirty looks at the game, especially my wife. They'd talk shit, blah, blah, blah. And now they're all so nice to us. They're all so thankful. They're all chummy because we were right and you were wrong. And that's what happens when you stand up for truth, justice, in the American way. So kiss my big fat white hairy ass. <laughs> <laughs> that 
love being right. So anyway, I'll be down there if you want to go to the state. No, I don't want you to go because you're a creeper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to probably call the cops. Like, why is that guy just drooling? <laughs> What's wrong with him? <laughs> he, he can swing by uh, when he goes see your, your mom. You got to take 85. Do I? Yeah. yeah. I would recommend it. I don't, I don't think it would take you 75. I don't know. I keep asking my buddy who lives in Savannah to come meet me, and he's like, I'm like, I can't. It's too far. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's South Georgia. Are Savannah is almost four hours from here. Well, from here, but not from Macon. Yeah, even from Macon. It's not close. Well, that's a dumb state. If it's four hours south and then four hours east, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you are something else. That's just silly. You get a map. Uh, I do have a map. It's in my phone. Savannah is not four hours from Macon. It is. About, it's between two and a half and three. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, somebody wants That's to get in the car hike. and drive three hours to come see you? Or yeah. six hours, three there and back. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. do, believe it or not, Nikki Clearly D. they don't. That's why they're not coming. Uh, they will eventually. <laughs> they're not. They, they just told you it's too far. I bet you they will by the end of two years from now. <laughs> 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 It'll happen. Oh my goodness! So, you want something else. Wait, so is this just the the cheerleading team that's in the the state competition, or is the football team also? Uh, well, the football team has made it to. They just won regions, regionals, and they're really good. Like really, like you know, these kids have like I'm you know watching the games and stuff. Some of these kids that play, uh, you know, high school football are beasts. Like, they look like they could be in the NFL already. I mean, they are so ahead of their times. I mean, and we had nothing like that when I played. Just to, just by you looking at them and even their technique and, and all that kind of stuff is, is, is really amazing. So, yeah, the high school, the, the football team, the varsity team, um, tonight they have a game. And I don't, I don't know what, you know, you know losing your out but i don't know when the state you know when how many more games they have to go to the state but we're there you know we're there for the cheerleaders that's what we tell everybody you know we sit in the section with the cheer dads and the cheer moms and i got my cheer sweatshirt on and you know we we had an incident last uh friday where one of our ariel's best friend's mother was sitting with us and she's got a couple younger boys and you know they're boys they're rowdy one of the boys dropped his cell phone and we were up high on the bleachers and it landed it 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 was like right underneath of us was the concession stand and then caddy corner was like a garage like a metal garage one car garage you'd open up probably for storage and stuff and it had a lip on the top and i'm looking down and the kid goes down and he's you know trying to figure out how to do it and there's no real there was no way up there and i was like you know what? I think I can jump up and get it. It's not that high. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to be a hero. And I get up and I walk down there and I'm looking at him going, and I could see like, literally if I stepped you know, back far enough, I could see the phone. I'm like, Oh, there's no, this is going to be easy. Well, I look like a fucking idiot. I mean, an absolute <laughs> idiot. I, I like, so me and the guy's dad, we're trying to get it. He's a lot bigger guy than I am. And I'm jumping on his shoulders, and I don't even know if he likes me all that much, but I'm jumping on his shoulders to try to <laughs> catapult myself up. And I'm like touching the, I'm like tip on the top, top, tip, 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 tip. I'm like touching the phone, like just barely tipping, touching the phone. And then finally some guy comes out of the concession stand with a chair and he says, why don't you use this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But there's video that I posted on my social media. It says, cheer dads can't jump. (laughs) You weren't jumping very high. (laughs) No, I I thought in my head I was jumping very high. But, you know, that was a bad angle. I think I was jumping pretty high. Maybe it was higher than I thought. 15 feet high. I was about, I was was getting up there. Like what, three feet? Yeah, maybe. It was like seven feet. (laughs) You could put at least two credit cards between my foot and the ground. (laughs) <laughs> and the, the credit cards are laying down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, yeah. The, that's the joke. <laughs> Without a doubt. All right. Uh, we'll get to uh, better with fuck here in a second. It's all based uh, off of what uh, we were talking about in the first segment with Brandon pissing off the lady listeners. Um, I wanted to bring this up. The Elon Musk stuff. Uh, this is Musk. This is uh, this is becoming a, a reality show. This guy, just, you're right, Nate. He is a troll. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, it, it's actually kind of interesting to watch. He's purposely trying to piss people off, you know? Um, so he's banning Twitter parody accounts. He's already banned Kathy Griffin. Now talk about a guy that's got a lot of money and is your boss and doesn't act like your typical boss. Like he, there was a, there was, there was a thread and it said, Kathy Griffin has been post for falsely impersonating someone else that would be him and here you know he responds with also if falsely impersonating a comedian which is a great dig i mean that's a fucking great <laughs> dig dude but like what who who says that like you're the owner of the company who does that and i was like wow that is a deep deep burn you know so um you know, everybody's trying to figure out if there's a political motive behind all of this. You know, he's come out and he says he's voting Republican, even though in the past he's been an independent and he's predominantly voted Democrats. Um, you know, so, you know, which is, you know, that I actually can, I, I can applaud that for somebody to come out and say that than just being a political party band wagon rider their entire lives, just doing it based off of what your parents told you to do. Like, I, I think I like that. I like when somebody says, I used to be this, I used to do this. Because you're going to change. You should change. You can't be that part of your entire life because you're going to change what you believe in and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of dig it. Um, but he's banning everybody. He's like going through it. He's like, I'm not starting this $8 blue check thing until after the midterm. So, you know, but this guy's on fire. It's all, it's a lot of fun to watch. I gotta tell you. So I, I tweeted at him just to try to get in on, you know, maybe a retweet and get some more followers. I said, excuse me, uh, at Elon Musk, uh, would you mind, um, buying next door and banning everyone because <laughs> the people that are next door drive me fucking insane. I hate getting the notifications. All they do is bitch about dogs loose and birds in their trees and garbage men, not on time. Like shut the fuck. Oh, I heard a gunshot every night. There's a gunshot. Supposedly, you know, why are the yeah. cops across the street? Why are the cops five miles down the road? I don't know. Fucking don't go to next door. Fucking figure it out on your own. Google the news story. You dumb fuck. You know, <laughs> Whoopi's leaving Twitter. She says she's done. Yeah. Who who cares? She's done. I mean, so more people yeah. probably I mean, will leave Twitter. Who cares? He's yeah. Well, I'm mean, reading uh, 1.3 million people left when he bought it. He took it. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Just because you don't like the guy and he bought it? Who cares? Like, they don't want to deal nah. with his antics. What's his antics? He's banning people. You just said it. For falsely impersonating somebody else. Comedians 
always jive and talk about other people. They, He's being a hypocrite because he came out and said, oh, I'm bringing comedy back to Twitter mm-hmm. and you can, you know, he's basically, it's yeah. open free speech, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But now as soon as they started parodying his account, now he's banning all those people. So he's another hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah. Oh, you, you are correct. That would make him a hypocrite if he, if he's, yeah, I did see the comedian thing like that, but you know, I, I was basing it off of, they're saying that they're Elon Musk because they're trolling him. And so, yeah, I mean, he, you know, he says, but I'm keeping the account that follows my private jet, which, you know, puts me in. See, I, I think he's getting himself into a hole because yeah. you're right. That is hypocritical for him to say that you, you, you gotta, you gotta stick. If you're going to stick to your guns, you, you gotta stick with a gun. You can't, you can't have an arsenal of different guns that you're sticking with. So if you're going to say this, you can't do that. You know, and everybody's waiting to see, will he bring Trump back? And uh, I, I don't know if Trump said this or somebody in, in his in his people said is like, well, he can't leave. What's the uh, what's the other social media thing that was started? The live rumble. No, no, not bumble. Um, rumble. rumble, rumble. No, 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 no. Lib, uh, social, lib social or what, what, truth, truth social, truth social, truth social. He's got us. The, the Trump fan is, I think, got a stake in that company. So he can't he can't go back to Twitter and leave that. He's losing money. He's he's in a fucking shit. So now you're going, Elon Musk playing this. You know, hmm. You know, <laughs> like I think there's like a bigger plan behind this. There's like a bigger picture. I'm waiting for this is like just chapter one. I'm waiting for the chapters to unfold. Unless he's just playing it by ear. And if so, he's you know, it's kind of fun, but you're right. He is very much a hypocrite for doing that. Yeah, well, he he um, fired a bunch of people from Twitter, and then I, I thought I read that he's bringing them all back now. Probably realized, fuck, I can't do this by myself. Um, and, uh, and then I also read another thing saying that he has discussed putting Twitter behind a paywall, so you'd have to pay to use Twitter. Uh-huh. Because a bunch of, I guess, like all these advertisers left when he bought it um, for whatever reason. Nobody's going to pay to use Twitter. No. No. I'll pay not to use Twitter. Charge me eight bucks a month to keep it out of my face. If you've got a lot of followers, Twitter's good. I mean, there's a lot of things Twitter is good for. If you're blue checked, it's great. If you're trying to get something done and you're DMing people and this and this and that. But, you know, there's, you know, I think Twitter is becoming, you know, kind of like what Facebook, you know, Facebook has kind of reinvented itself, even though it still caters to the older demographic. Twitter hasn't really done anything different, you know, to make any noise. So, you know, I could, it's, it's like Twitter, or Instagram. I'll take Instagram any day of the week. The kids aren't using Twitter. Kids are all on Snapchat. Yeah. So Twitter's dead to the, to the youth of America or the youth of a nation. So, yeah. Well, Twitter's, I mean, in my opinion, or at least what I see, it's just, it's for extremist, uh, political people, whether left or right, whatever it is, it's just people to argue on there and, and spew out false information or whatever, rile people up. It just, it, it doesn't. I don't know. I I don't see any good in it. I'm sure there is, but just from what I witness, I I don't like it. And porn. Yeah, yeah. I get. There's some <laughs> yeah, nasty porn. stuff out there. Like Twitter isn't censored, so they show all the everything. It's it's wild. The uh, well, you know, when Twitter got its pop, and it was like 2010, right during the Arab Spring, and all those people needed to be able to communicate and get information, and Twitter Twitter was there. That's when that's when Twitter became Twitter. And it was kind of the platform to, 
you know, go, well, if they can do it, then, you know, we can do it. I can tweet instantly and get information and get, you know, give information and all that kind of thing. But it's just turned into a shithole, just like most social media. Just a shithole. Yeah. I wish I didn't have to be on social media. I fucking hate it. Hate it. Too. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Just want to be at a happy social media. <laughs> happy social media. <laughs> you know. That's what we should start our own social media. Happy. Oh, with a capital A-P-P. Hap. E. E. And an E. Hap E. Hap. App. E. Happy. It's just happy. And every you just have to post something that's happy. And if it's negative, <laughs> you can't post it. Happy. No? Mm-mm. Yeah. Hey, I like it. No, what do we mean? Good. No, you just so, said talking about how crappy it is, and I'm just posting, I'm talking about listen, something happy. It's not going to work. You can name it happy. You can say post happy stuff, mm. and people are still going to go over there and post not happy stuff. All right. Um, Brandon, this Everything's Better with Fuck This Week is all because of you. Awesome. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> we do, it's better with fuck. What? Everything's better with the and are you ready to give a fuck about your health? Then check out Chef Erica. That is our friend, Erica Nicole Day. EricaNicoleDay.com. Experienced culinary medicine consultant. She is a private chef with medical high-end restaurant background. Available for consulting on meal planning for weight loss, helping with medical conditions, or strict macros for bodybuilding, fitness training, so on and so forth. Erica Nicole Day. She has been with us from the very, very beginning, uh, and she is awesome. She is so supportive of what we're doing. And uh, she's just, and she really knows her stuff too. So, you know, this is about the time of year you're starting to think about some weight loss. And, you know, it, it all starts with your diet and nutrition, ericanicoleday.com. At least just get a hold of her and have her have a conversation with you and see what's going on. Um, or just call, you know, reach out to her and say, hey, dude, what's up? You know, hey, dude, what's up? So uh, I'm going to try to save Brandon's ass because there, there's, a group of women that are very upset with him and his show, the clueless Two podcast that we release on Sundays on the network because they were saying he was degrading to women and he was misogynistic and he was just a straight up in your face, dick fuck right to women. <laughs> I don't know if they said all that. <laughs> that's the, that's the gist of it. So, <laughs> so this better with fuck is a uh, women empowering movie, a woman empowering movie. Okay, so it's uh, better with fuck with Wonder Woman, new and old. Okay, what I mean, one you could find. No, no, God, no. See, that's what gets you in trouble. There was actually there was like sixty five of them. You know, I could have done the help. I could have done little little women. I could have done the Handmaid's Tale. I could have done Legally Blonde. I could have done. I could have done anything. There's a lot of women empowering movies out there. Maybe you should watch one, you fuck. I've I've seen Wonder Woman. She's super hot. Gal Gadot. It's a good movie. Go back to Linda Carter. Linda Carter. Oh, the old one. The the television one? Yeah, Gal Gadot is very attractive. But Linda Carter? What a shitty television show. But wow. (laughs) I mean, for the time, you know, for the for the time in the air, it was it was pretty good. So, uh, all right. So let me write this down. Nikki, Brandon, Nate. Okay. Here's the first one. Better with fuck Wonder Woman, new and old. Okay. So there's clips from all over. Are you hurt? No, mother. I'm fine. I was just training. You will fuck her harder than any Amazon before her. Five times harder. Ten times harder. 
until she is better than even you. There you go. It's a lot of hard fucking right there. A lot of hard fucking. Uh, unfortunately, it had to be the young Wonder Woman in that clip, which high scores from Brandon, I'm sure. Nate, what do you got? One to ten. <laughs> Uh, I will start off with a seven. I like the fucking harder 10 times, 20 times. I don't even know. A lot of times harder. Yeah, a lot of times. Brandon. Yeah, I like that one. I'm going to start with an eight. Eight. All right, Nikki. I'm going to agree with Nate and give that one a seven. I love that clip. I love that scene. All right. Uh, Here's the second one. I think these are older ones. I challenge you to a fuck. One-on-one with Sabres. No, Wonder Woman. He has to be an expert or he wouldn't challenge you. Winner take all. Agreed. And challenge him to a fuck with sabers. The acting, just amazing. No, Wonder Woman, don't do it. He must be really good. <laughs> Nate, what do you got? Uh, I like that one a little better. Fucking with sabers. Eight. I'm All going right. eight on this one. Brandon. Uh, I liked it a little less. I'm going to give it a seven. Oof. Nikki. I like that one a little less, too. I'm giving it a six. Ooh, six. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right, here's the last one. Last one. Just can't get over it. What's that? A woman being an agent with the AIDC. It's the IADC. What, you don't approve? Oh, sure. It's just going to take some time to get used to it. Well, don't take too much time, Gino. Why not? Well, you might get fucked by a woman. (laughs) That was when Wonder Woman went undercover as the... Security, the money bag security woman. And Gino just didn't get how they're hiring women for the job nowadays. <sighs> Fucking times are changing. All right, Nate. I like that one a little less. So I've been going back to on seven on this one. Seven. All right, Brandon. Yeah, I'm going to give her a seven. Oh, really, Nikki? I like this one the best. I'm giving it a nine. A nine? Oh, making it difficult. All right, so we got 14. That's 22. We've got... 15, that's 21. We've got 16, that's 23. So the last one, thanks to Nikki, yeah. is going to win. My fave. <laughs> Nikki ran it. All right, here's the last one. Just can't get over it. What's that? A woman being an agent with the AIDC. It's the IADC. What, you don't approve? Oh, sure. It's just going to take some time to get used to it. Well, don't take too much time, Gino. Why not? Well, you might get fucked by a woman. By a woman. <laughs> My favorite part is the cheesy near, 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 near. <laughs> okay, there we go. Thanks for uh, listening. I want you to have a great weekend. Don't worry about shit. Just enjoy yourself. Uh, Nate, you got anything before we get out? Happy Friday, fuckers. Happy Friday, fuckers. Happy Friday, fuckers. Uh, oh, some pieces. Uh, I'll probably talk about this on Monday, but uh, the Weird Al show, if you're looking for something to watch over the weekend, I've watched most of it. It's really, really, really good. I actually give you more of an appreciation of who Weird Al is and what he's done. Uh, and God forbid on Hulu. Very, very good. I also think this weekend, the uh, new Yellowstone. Uh, comes out and the young rock is back too as well have not watched the young new young rock yet so lots of good television watch lots of good television brandon you got anything before we get out 
Uh, watch out for trees. They do not move. Watch out for trees. They do not move. Yes, very true. And the Nikki D. I just want to give a shout out to all my fellow veterans. Have a great weekend. Get all of your free food. Do you guys meet up? Some of Are us- you even on the email list? Yeah, I'm on email. Well, it's, there's not an email oh. list. I am a, a a veteran, a disabled veteran, so I mean, I get my stuff from the VA. But what are you disabled? Some of us do. What's wrong there? You know what's wrong with me? My arms. Sheesh. Oh, the the moles. They're not moles. Tumors. I have hydrotinnitis. Hydrotinnitis. Yeah. That makes you grow things out of your armpits. Yeah. Yeah. That's and from it's the very Navy. Painful. Yes. Yeah. Did you get that on the boat? Yes. Really. I did. How do you get that on the boat? The semen get in your arms? They don't know. No. I believe it's from the water. Really? Salt water mole things? Because you got to think we're out of the sea. So the water comes from the sea and yeah. it come, goes through the system sure. and we, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I think it comes from the water. Could be could be you're allergic to salt. And maybe it's a buildup of I mean, salt. There's not salt, salt by balls. the time we clean it. But I mean, I still feel like it's not 100% clean. You think there's snails, like living organisms in there from the water? No. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Why can't you just let me give my salute to the veterans? I'm sorry. Veterans just ask the questions. Go ahead. Salute Sheesh. Away. Salute. You messed it up. I'm sorry. Start again. Salute to all the veterans on Veterans Day. Enjoy your free meals. You've worked hard. You've earned it. Have a great weekend. Especially the disabled vets like Nikki D. Not especially. One's not oh. better than the other. We all sacrificed. Are you in any support groups with other people with the same stuff? No. No, have you in a support group? Have you met anybody with the same issue? Not very rare, right? It's it's rare, but people do have it. One out of every what three hundred million? I don't know the statistics. I'm just asking. Sheesh, she gets so defensive. Just trying to have a conversation. No, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. All right, uh, podcastthebs.com. That is our website. I say this a million times. I'm going to say it a million more. Please like and share all of our content that we post. On our social media, become part of our community. Uh, For the most part, everybody's way cool. But if you don't like and share the content that we put out on a daily basis, then we can't find new people to listen to what you dig, right? So please do that. If you or you know someone that would like to advertise on the podcast, especially going into the new year, Please go to podcastthebs.com. There's a section for them to fill out, and uh, we'll have a conversation. You know, for some reason, right after Podcast and Pours 2, there's been a, a nice uptick of people that want to come on and, and, and help out and be a sponsor of the show. So that's that's way, way, way cool. Our merch store is up there uh, on the website, and uh, like I said, of course, social media. Sign up for the newsletter, too. So I'll continue to send the newsletters out. Other than that, have yourself a great and safe weekend. I know you're going to be doing some drinking. I understand. I get it. But if you've had too much, please don't get behind the wheel of a car. I've lost way too many friends like that. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.